seven days you've been listening thanks Vittoria Gastiez in Spain Penrith UK Tulsa Oklahoma I'm getting the hang of these American states now yeah better and where's that in Italy uh, Sesto San Giovanni Bangalore in India a recurring one York uh, Pennsylvania PA yep hey Earlysville I'm guessing that's Virginia Lafayette Indiana Hanworth and Coventry Marrickville Asbestos Australia. Canada. I always remember wow. Asbestos Canada. It's an unfortunate name. Not it always. is. I wonder what they make there. I've got to get this flat tested for Asbestos. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we could all Just be... like my old flat. Now you tell us. Yeah. Yeah. We sat here for a year yeah. doing this. You tell us as long as you don't start hacking at the brickware. <laughs> That's what I've been doing. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think he does when he goes for a piss break? He's <laughs> <laughs> trying to tunnel his way out. <laughs> oh, well, we're all going to die. Great. Rotterdam in the Netherlands, Tottenham, Springfield, Oregon, Guadalajara, Wolverhampton, hey. Eugene, Oregon, Portugaville, uh, Missouri, Missouri. Yeah. Flint, Michigan, welcome back, Flint, Little Rock and Benton, Arkansas. I'm going to get on my van, I'm going to get printed Little Rock, Arkansas, Eugene, Oregon, Oregon Coventry. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we're worldwide, gentlemen. Yeah, absolutely. I'd also just say hello to my girlfriend who's watching. Global, hello. global, international icons. Jet nah. setters. Yeah. One might say. So, um, all right, let's do the weird news. We shall. Let's get the boys' views on this week's weird news. It's time for an old friend to come back. A friend of the show. Who's this? Bigfoot. Oh, mm. God. You know Bigfoot's a friend of the show. Shots fired at Mammoth Cave over an alleged Bigfoot sighting. I don't like this article. Someone's trying to shoot Bigfoot. Ooh, bastards. Yeah. What did you expect to happen? Um, this is Mammoth Cave. Uh, I don't know what KY is. Kentucky. Yep. <laughs> a weekend camping trip in Black Country at Mammoth Cave National Park quickly took a dramatic turn for one couple. 
They were woken up in the middle of the night to strange noises and were met with an individual saying that something had destroyed their campsite. Brad Jin, one of the campers, said the individuals also said it was Bigfoot country, which seemed a little weird he would say that. The individual then informed them that he was searching for whatever destroyed his campsite and warned them to be careful. Madeline Durand, a camper, said, he said, I hope you have weapons, and then he flashed his gun at us and was like, I have this, if anything happens to you, then just yell and I'll come. Yeah, I bet you will. <laughs> Flashing his weapon, <laughs> just yell, I'll come. Yeah. The couple then decided to head back to their tent, but moments later they heard gunshots. They dialed 911 and hiked five miles back to their car in the parking lot to meet up with the park rangers. Is this at night? I guess it is. It's a bit dangerous, isn't it, hiking five miles at night? Mm. And I suppose it depends on what the track paths are like, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, if it's not in them nice sort of yeah. wide country sort of park paths, it's like if you're going up a mountain, then no. You know, the sort of people that hike. Yeah. Perverse people. <laughs> <laughs> so, they, you know, God knows what they were up to at that time of night on the hiking trail. Yeah. Hunted Bigfoots, apparently. Well, yeah. And apparently they came across him, did they not? And oh. each other, probably. <laughs> Mammoth Cave's public information officer, Marley Schroer, stated Mammoth Cave National Park law enforcement rangers responded to a reporting of an individual with a firearm in one of our backcountry campsites in the early morning hours of Sunday, July 28th. The rangers made contact with all parties involved. It is an ongoing investigation at this time. It's also still safe to visit if you want to go to Mammoth Cave National Park. Uh, I don't like the fact that some blokes like, I'm going to shoot a Bigfoot. Well, what? Somebody again, smashed his camp up or not. But how well, did, I hate to say it, but it is America. Yeah, <laughs> Sorry, Americans. Well, how did you think the Bigfoot story was going to go when somebody finally sees him? You think they're just going to take photos and that'll be enough? Yeah. No, I think he's going to put on his top hat and get on his penny farthing bicycle and say, good day, sir. They're going to fucking go blow his fucking head off his shoulders and then reconstruct it in a lab. They're not yeah. going to let him live. They're, they're going to capture one, then find out that it's the only one. Oh, shit, maybe we should have caught him humanely. <laughs> oh, well, we'll make a fucking exhibit and it'll be awesome. Or someone will eat it. <laughs> but I, I don't think... I, this is a bit of a non-story, isn't it? <laughs> it actually happened. It's a bloke to shot his shotgun. And he's then, telling everyone there's Bigfoot about He's trash his campsite. Well, he's he, after him. Well, he told them, I'll look after you because I, I got this weapon. And he's trying to play off that he's fucking Rambo. But what's really happened is he's gone off a little bit, accidentally fired his shotgun, because he's a fucking bumbling idiot, and he's not Rambo. And then they're all like, is everything all right? He's like, Bigfoot. I saw a Bigfoot, managed to get off a shot. You're all safe now. <laughs> but in reality, he he, uh, he was probably firing a, a large squirrel. Maybe. Something like that. Or a man in a Bigfoot costume. Fired it by accident. I don't know. Either well, way... I saw Bigfoot and thought, friend of the show. Yeah, well, anything Bigfoot related is um, is relevant. It's welcome. But Pretty strenuous, this one, isn't it? <laughs> I feel that, that Bigfoot's involvement in this story is minimal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Non-existent. <laughs> there was a he said there was a sighting. He, saw, he said he saw it, so there you go. Mm. Fair enough. It says alleged Bigfoot sighting. <laughs> of course it's fucking alleged, because Bigfoot's not real. <laughs> How'd you know? I don't know. That's one of the things I, I'm open to a Bigfoot. I bet you are. <laughs> <laughs> Said you'd fucking Ewok the other week, so I'm not surprised. 
Yes, a fucking Ewok. A female Ewok. <laughs> so Bigfoot doesn't surprise me. I'd fuck a female Bigfoot. There you go. Just man. for the story. I'm an adventurer. <laughs> what did those Walter lads going say? where no man has been born. Exactly. <laughs> what did those lads say that got caught at the, the border of Area 50? We're adventure seekers. We're adventure seekers. That's what I am. I'm an adventure seeker. You like it dangerous. I certainly do. Alright, I, I think you could have Ewok AIDS. Oh god, imagine. I've got Endor AIDS. Imagine if you give Endor AIDS. I'm growing a tree out my arse. What if you give Sorry. VD to the last few surviving Bigfoots <laughs> and kill them? What if I, uh, I give, um, which I haven't got fucking no, herpes, got but it. if I gave herpes to the Ewok population and then they all died out, <laughs> I would, obviously, I'm not going to admit to being patient zero. <laughs> <laughs> I would just. Oh, you got it as well. Yeah, me too. <laughs> you probably, did what the empire couldn't do. I probably just joined the empire. <laughs> the I did it with venereal disease. They tried death lasers and spaceships and walking robots. I just fucked a few Ewoks they with a dirty dick. <laughs> they probably a whole give different you... film, wouldn't it? <laughs> they probably give you your own star destroyer. <laughs> Wait, General Leia. You want me to do what? <laughs> Listen, you're the only soldier in the platoon who's got gonorrhea. <laughs> How do you know that? Oh, we know everything. We've got computers. Um, yeah, you've got to find an Ewok, seduce it. How do you seduce an Ewok? Well, you've got to experiment. You've got to go undercover, I think. Make yourself in gold. Oh, yeah. Make yourself gold. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I reckon to seduce an Ewok, you just need some berries or something. You know I don't know, I mean? all, all I really know is that it's the worst of the original trilogy, so I'm fed up with talking about it. <laughs> no, I, I don't mind it. That's why I find amusing is that people love Return of the Jedi. Well, I don't. And then, well, you, you don't represent all people. I hate to break it to you. <laughs> <laughs> like I say, I'm booking the trend. <laughs> but people have a problem with, with the, the silliness of the Phantom Menace. But look at the fucking Ewoks. Oh, yeah. They're fucking teddy bears. Oh, no, I love Empire. Empire's great. Yeah, I mean, Return of the Jedi. I love it. The opening's awesome. It doesn't make much sense, to be honest. Luke's whole rescue, if you really break down that rescue at the start, yeah, it's it's a little bit nonsensical, to be honest with you. Well, it is. It's all very sort of, I hope this goes like this. Yeah, and like, how did... Um, I don't think it's going to destroy R2 when he gets there, otherwise I've got no backup plan. And so, like, it was the plan to get captured? Yeah. But it's a stupid plan. Because you're a Jedi. You could just what, what he did on the barge. You could just do just do that in Jabba's palace. Yeah. And anyway. How my Jedi's don't want you know to harm people today if they don't have to. He's going there on a purpose rescue <laughs> mission, like rescue mission, not a revenge mission. Wow. Well, he knows he's going to get yeah. ugly, though, doesn't he? He gave he gave him a choice, didn't he? Didn't, didn't he say like, oh, yeah, give me my friends, yeah. or you'll be destroyed. Yeah. Very true. Oh, right. this thing's going to fuck up though, any Skywalker. Really. If anyone's going to fall over at the wrong moment, it's going to be him. No, he's, not. he's a Jedi Master, so. Only by default. By default, he's the son of the most powerful yeah. Jedi. Yeah, he's, he's had three days training, guys. So he's a Mary so Sue. He's a, so he's a master? What are you asking? So he's a Mary Sue, but nobody called him a Mary Sue because he's a man. But That's because the term had been invented then. But everybody complains about Rey. It's the same thing. That's because the term woman. hadn't been invented then. Yeah, but it's still. Oh, I mean, everybody's. Right. Move on. Yeah. <laughs> We get bogged down in, in this. Semantics. Yeah. Camera shows cat trying to murder owner while he sleeps. I thought I'd put this in because you two are cat owners. Yeah, thanks. 
A Twitter user claimed he was having trouble breathing in his sleep, so he set up a camera to see what was going on at night. What he saw, however, was somehow both adorable and also terrifying. <laughs> his cat can be seen getting closer to his face until it eventually just sits directly on his face, blocking his nose and mouth. It's unclear if the cat is actively trying to murder him or just getting cosy, but it does look very comfortable in some of the photos. Now, I, I had this in a way. I, I was staying at a friend's house one night. I woke up and the cat was lying across my neck like that. Mm. I was like, <gasps> yeah. to breathe? I was like, fucking hell. Well, it did it again. I went to sleep and it did it again. Maybe your neck's just really warm. <laughs> no, yeah. But you know the old, I don't know if well, it's an old... In it. Well, it is an old wives' tale, but it's also true. It's based in truth that, that cats kill babies by doing this very exact thing. They probably do, yeah. Uh, it's happened enough for it to become an old wives' tale where you leave the baby sleeping in the cut, the cat's looking for a nice, warm, cosy place, um, and it lies right on the baby's face and the baby dies. I guess he was just doing it to an adult. I'd like to think that he was just, uh, it was the warmest part. Well, it does say some Twitter users were quick to respond. Uh, one saying, my cat used to do this to me. I only found out because I woke from my recurring dream of suffocating. He was sprawled out of my face. <laughs> what an awful recurring dream to have. <laughs> Another user shared a similar, if only slightly creepier story, posing, I've woken up with my cat nose to nose, just staring me dead in the eyes. <laughs> oh, that cat be gone. <laughs> oh, That's worse. There must be something about, because our cat in the morning comes up oh. by our heads. Apparently, another user said it's a more down-to-earth explanation saying they can feel your pulse, it's calming. What, on your face? Uh, Maybe on your neck. Same reasons cats want to lay on a person's chest. No, one one person said that cat's trying to suffocate... That cat is trying to suffocate you in your sleep. That's Mm. attempted murder, not love. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, ours seems to migrate. He sleeps all night at the bottom of the bed and then in the morning, I I think it's because he knows... That's how to wake us up. He comes up to the top end and we'll try and get comfy around your head somewhere, which obviously isn't comfy, and you wake up. I don't know if he's just learned that, basically. Once What's he wants us dead. Him sleep on the bed? Mm. I, wouldn't leave the head, I wouldn't have an animal in the room. No. Yeah, he's alright. Mine sits on the bed, the bottom. I'm not one of these people who thinks cats are dirty or smelly. No, it's just that not. Where I, I don't want an animal crawling on me. It's not good. Is it? yeah. I don't think scientists and, and doctors advise sleeping with animals. I used to let the dog sleep on yeah. the bed. No, no, my, oh, my dog doesn't go upstairs at all. Yeah, oh, you can't really. Yeah, but you, your dog's a fucking horse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can't really train a cat. The only way to stop it ever going on the bed would be to close the door. never allow it in the room. Yeah, just close the door. It, it, you, you can't keep doors closed with two children. It's impossible. Yeah, valid point. Plus, we don't mind. <laughs> we really don't mind. Yeah. It's nice and cosy. Yeah, it's kind of nice to be wanted. <laughs> <laughs> it's comforting. Well, I did read online. Uh, it's it's a dominant. He's actually displaying his dominance over you. Because mm. yeah. he's like, uh, yeah, I own this bit too. Yeah, he pisses <laughs> on my bed. Sick on my bed. <laughs> well, that's not happened so far, but. But yeah, anyway, yeah. should we move on from our pet habits? Yeah. <laughs> I thought this was interesting. Anger as man turns his disability scooter into taxi for late night drinkers. That's very enterprising. It is. A man who turned his mobility scooter into a taxi service has left local taxi drivers fuming. Residents have reported the man often seen in the area around Debenhams in Torquay from around midnight onwards, charging drinkers for a ride between pubs or for a lift home. 
One taxi driver, who wished to remain anonymous, said he had been he had seen about five people hanging off the side at times. See? Oh, sorry. Who made this fucking uh, ability scooter? Yeah, I mean, it's like a, a Land Rover ability scooter yeah. carrying six so five people hanging off the side. I mean, lift between pubs, fair enough, but a lift really? home. I mean, I, I live like I said, 10, 15 minutes. If I went on night out, mm. drive home, he's not gonna take the air, is he? You. Well, you see it zooming around the harbour area and Debenhams, charging around with flashing lights on. It has to be seen to be believed, said the angry driver. I think he has put a mattress on it. <laughs> and he goes from pub to pub, picking up people and dropping them up. He charges for it too. Entrepreneurial. Yeah. But see, like we were saying off mic, anybody who tries to book the system or live outside of the arranged system gets punished and shut down like yeah. this guy he's not hurting anyone he's just making some money he should have a license he's got to be licensed up he's got to be insurance he's got to have his um uh, his his background check and, well, that's important you know i wish they'd really do them in telford because fuck me they do <laughs> i wish they'd do them better <laughs> in telford just google it listener if you're unsure People outside London must apply for their local council for a license to drive a taxi or a private hire vehicle. They must be able to work legally in the UK and have held a full GB or Northern Ireland license or a full EU driving license for at least a year. Applicants must also be, quote, fit and proper person, which means their background and character will be checked. Probably a good thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. No. <laughs> you know, not all bureaucracy is no. bad, not all health and safety is no. bad. It is designed to, to keep us alive. Yeah. Along with calling for a taxi home, there are a whole host of inconveniences to consider when it comes to having your car stolen. Uh, where did that come from? I have no idea. Oh, this is obviously some kind of article now. It's telling you how to keep your car so you can, you can stop reading. Well, this guy, you know, fair play to him. It's all well and good. It's just he's fucked if somebody falls off of his scooter. Well, I was thinking that. Cracks their head open. Mm-hmm. He's got no public liability insurance. No. Um, What's he going to do? Just leave him there to die in the gutter? Yeah. It's a yeah, drunk thing is bounce. Drunk people bounce. Yeah. <laughs> Fair play, Jim. Although, to be honest, to these drinkers, I would say, pull your fucking fingers out because I've made some serious distances whilst unbelievably shit-faced. Oh, fuck yeah. Mobility scooters are pretty fucking slow. How fucking... This one does about 20 miles an hour, apparently. What? Yeah, maybe just... downhill. Yeah. yeah, I don't think it does that with five large is... drunk men attached well, That's what it said on there. Yeah, some bloke said he goes back to How drunk and lazy do you need to be that you would rather than walk to the next pub, you'd rather precariously hang to the side <laughs> of a, of a shitty scooter. mobility scooter being driven by some fucking lunatic. Who <laughs> <laughs> supercharged it. Charging you a fiver. I just walk. Why are you putting calories in with the booze, man? you got to... <laughs> you got to burn them calories off mm. drinking. The walking's good for you. Oh, the fresh air, sober you up a little bit. What part of the world was it? Torquay? Yeah. Torquay and Devon. Well, if you're in Torquay, look out for the mobility scooter taxi. That's Apparently it's got flashing one. lights on it, so... Use it at your own risk. Yeah, <laughs> yeah don't blame me. Let us know if this is real. That'd be nice. Yeah, well, maybe we should go on holiday to Torquay and try and find him. Interview him for the show. Track that'd him that'd down. be thrilling. Hunting like an animal. <laughs> so how did you, you lose the use of your legs? <laughs> Oh, I could use them fine. I'm just. A, why have you got a ability scooter then? Lazy. <laughs> Which is, I hate to say this. Now, this might be com- somewhat controversial. Controversial. But the rise in mobility scooter usage as must be in like the 500 percent oh, in like the yeah. last five years. They are they are fucking everywhere. 
And I, for my job, I'm all over the country, all different parts of the country every day. There is a massive, I would say, largest percent of the users that are using them are using them by choice. They're using their fucking lazy. They are not using them out of necessity, I'm telling you. How do you know? Do you get out and push them out and say, no. get up? Yeah, that's what I do every time. I used to literally just get out and push him off it. So what's <laughs> happened in the last five years? There's been a massive rise in nondescript leg injuries. Nah, man. There's a massive percent of people who are just like, you know what? Fuck walking. I've done enough of that in my life. <laughs> I'm not going to do it's it It's mainly because they're fucking fat. Fat, yeah. Just, 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 just call it what it is. <laughs> They're fucking fat, they don't want to walk. I was trying to avoid it, but. No, yeah. I just call it what it is. <laughs> and, uh, and certain old people that like I think could walk, some of them are just like, like I said, uh, nah, I've done enough of that. And I'm not. <laughs> this is this is why I said this might be controversial, but I haven't got a problem with it. It's fine. It's just, I've noticed it. There's loads of them. It's, they're a danger. You know, they go on the road, they've got no road tax, they've got no uh, insurance, they've got no license plate but they'll just get on a fucking major a road right mm. and just be going <laughs> with 40 ton trucks <laughs> stuck behind them and having to go around them and that and i think there is a law isn't you can't yeah them. and they're completely fucking ignoring that oh, law. Yeah. Just going, fuck it i'm 80 you can't tell me what to do <laughs> i have a i have a special hatred for some chap in dorley on one who i see him he's got a triquan mm. Every day that fucking thing's parted inside the pub, and I know for a fucking fact that cunt can walk because I've seen him walking his dog. Exactly. In fact, I nearly punched him when walking the dog. His dog went for mine. Disabled. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. Man. His dog went for mine, and all he was like, I'm disabled, and I'm like, well, fucking keep your dog on the lead then, mate. But I'll punch you. No, no, but it, was, it came close. He was like quite heated at one point. He says he's not fascist. He got quite heated at one point. He was also probably about 60. Listen, you. Get that dog on a lead. I'm going to knock you out of that fucking wheelchair. Yeah, his dog should be on a lead. No, what are you so bothered? If he wants to be in a, in a fucking chair, let him. It's up to him, innit? I was just... No, his dog was going for mine. No, I know, but that wasn't the reason why you were angry to begin with. Oh, no. I, that's why my anger is now directed at him, because I know he can walk, but he turns up every was day he, in his wheelchair and goes to the fucking pub. When you wanted to punch him, was he in the wheelchair? He got off the wheelchair. That's slightly better. He got off it to control his dog. Get out of that wheelchair. Get out of it now and I'll knock you back in. <laughs> it did get quite heated at one point. I thought I was going to stop throwing punches. <laughs> Genuinely. <laughs> I think we should end the show. <laughs> I think we should end this segment. <laughs> For most people walking the dogs. <laughs> Yeah, it should be really relaxing. Really peaceful, relaxing. Yeah, it is 99 times out of 100. Ben gets into fights with disabled people. He's not disabled. Elderly people. There's fuck all Elderly wrong with disabled him. people. There's fuck all wrong with him. He's fine. He can walk a dog. That's a big oh, insight into you, Ben. <laughs> he can walk to the I'll fucking... I'll punch you so hard it'll straighten your fucking spine out. Hey, he can walk to the fucking bar, guys. All right, suplex. <laughs> If I own a DDT, and that's up to me. <laughs> I would just love you. Even though, even if he started it and you had to defend yourself and you quite rightly knocked him out, but then just trying to justify yourself to the police. Yeah, because he was in some woods as well. That's the worst. So there's no cameras around. You left a disabled man unconscious in the woods. No, they're in the recovery position. <laughs> Called an ambulance, maybe. <laughs> they're going to run it. They're going to run it. No, I wouldn't. I'd not be mobile. They'd be able to track me. Either way, it's not gonna. 
There's no way you can come out of it. And I put him in the recovery position. Does that count as anything? They should put him back in his chair and... What's scooter. It's a scooter. Uh, okay, it's okay. not a chair. But it's a scooter. It's a mobility scooter, though, isn't it? He can walk and to the I started this by complaining about people Look, who don't really need. He can walk to the fucking bar, all right. I, I mean, did party inside the pub every day. Cunt. Oh yeah, he's probably got a special pub scooter that takes him from <laughs> the door to the bar. But you often see them parked outside pubs. This, which, again, just backs up my point, doesn't it? Like you drive it to the pub door. Yeah. But. Spent that ten pints mm. driving home on the road. I hope my kid is only have one soon. Soon? Yeah, soon. Fuck it. If they can have them, why have I got to walk if they don't have to? <laughs> and well, they can take up all that extra space in shops that are not big enough or built for fucking giant people on fucking shitty little mobility scooters. Why can't I be one of those people? I tell you why, I've got self-respect. And you're not yeah. 30 stone. But I would have a mobility scooter if you could paint it like... I don't know, something cool like the DeLorean or Optimus Prime or, you know. Yeah, fair enough. I'd use it. Yeah, let's move on. Yeah, we're done. <laughs> we're done. Excellent. Right, we just do yeah, a little bit of a recap. The um, Bagwan Rajnesh buys some land in America, buys a ranch. All his followers come over. They build a city and air with an airport, with a mall. <laughs> It's, they turn the desert green, it's a veritable paradise, it's all done by their hard work and the fact that they've got a lot of money, they're a well, very, very wealthy organisation. And most of the American members were like, sort of well-to-do college-educated types, yeah, they all had specialities yeah. in fields of expertise yeah. that were used. Uh, architects, so engineers. Yeah, so there's a lot of engineers, know. architects, there's a lot of college minds there, like, mm. or maybe not brilliant, a lot of good Highly educated minds yeah. there who were useful, yeah. And they put those people to use, and it, like you say, it was at this point, it's a pretty awesome place. It's a pretty yeah. awesome achievement. Bit shit on the locals. Yes, the nearby town of Antelope is full of sort of retired white people. <laughs> There's only fifty of them. They don't like this. Yeah. These few thousand people. Mm. Some of them are brown. There's probably fifty people on my street. Yeah. There's definitely more than 50 people on this street we're on now. Mm. It's not even a village, is it? It's yeah. like a collection of houses. Yeah, it's probably, because, you know, <laughs> it's probably like a crossroads and the mm. houses are in the, the four sort of corners. Mm. And there's, yeah. you know, that's pretty all it is. 50 people. They didn't like it because you've got a bunch of people wearing only red showing up and mm. having uh, meditation orgies. <laughs> <laughs> you know, quite liberal. Yeah. A lot of um, And they sort of have this uneasy sort of life together until the Rajaneshis buy the town up, basically. Mm. Empty lots, they offer people money yep. to move, and they're paying the market price, and people move. Yep. Did um, we discuss last week that, that it's just a small detail, but they wanted to set up in the town of Antelope, this tiny town, like a print factory, wasn't it, to print Rajaneshis' books? Yeah. And they were turned down, basically the planning, whoever was in charge basically said that we don't have enough water out here to sustain 150 employees of this proposed factory, it just, we just haven't got the water, so no. That, them being turned down for that yeah. then lionised uh, Sheila, yes. the second in command, and that's why they sort of went on this drive to then, well, fuck it then, we'll buy the whole place up. Yeah, yeah. And, and they had the money at that point. 
And they also politically took over the town. Yes, because they? They, they had more residents than there were residents. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the mayor of Antelope, whoever, it wasn't elected, it was whoever wanted the job. Because uh, they, they just weren't bothered. They had to have a mayor, but no one was really fussed who it was. Only uh, 50 of us anyway, we all know each other. Uh, you know, you do it this week. Mm. You know, it's just an admin, isn't it, more than They're making mm. a few decisions. Whatever. So when, of course, all these, uh, the Rajneshis, the Sanyasins, who were the followers sort of um, jump onto the city, the town council all of a sudden, or they guess getting very voted for everything. Yeah. And it comes to a point where in 1982, they held a vote to disincorporate itself from the U from, from the United States. So it became its own so, private... No, they're they committing was, suicide yeah. as a town and yeah. we're saying this community does not exist anymore. It's so, I mean, it's, it's so petty, it's spiteful, isn't it? Like, well, if we can't have it how we want it, we'll yeah. get rid of it and just destroy it. Yeah, well, they did turn the burger joint into a into a fucking um, like a sushi place, mm. didn't they? Yeah, like oh, a, a holistic food kind of place. It's like, whoa, you know, the diner where you can that get would those be enough beautiful to... flame grilled quarter pounders. Yeah, I'm, still, I'm still convinced that they wouldn't have encroached on antelope if they let no, them if they be. just let them be, they'd have been fine. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think it's when they started persecuting them. That's when the Rajneesh sort of fought back. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. And they were getting attacked in ways. I mean, and, and there was a very real attack in, in the June of 1983. Uh, the Hotel Rajneesh, owned by uh, the Rajneesh Corporation and Bagwan, and Sheila was one I'd imagine she's got her fingers in there. In Bagwan, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> in Portland, allegedly uh, by the Islamist military group Jamaat al-Fukra. Apparently, but the guy, I watched, I think we all watched the same documentary today, didn't we? Certainly yeah. recently. The guy was pretty American sounding to me, but for some reason he'd been radicalised <laughs> by this group. We did say last week that why would an Islamic fundamentalist group bother with this? Yeah. It doesn't seem, didn't seem legit to us, did it? No. This further heightened tensions, because obviously the Rajneshis don't believe for a fucking minute mm. <laughs> that American bloke has been radicalised. And also remember as well, in the 80s, you got the CIA, the height of its powers in the eighties. That they're looking at the Russians, but they're looking everywhere else too. They're bringing all that sweet, sweet crack. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't think we joked last week about did anyone in the uh, in Antelope have the know-how to build a bomb? But this wasn't in. This was in Portland. Yeah, wasn't it? Uh, so I think it's the capital of Oregon, or certainly a big city. I think Oregon. it is. Yeah. So it might have had nothing to do. It might have been somebody on their behalf. It might have just been the government. I don't know. It could have been anyone mm. trying to send a message to them. Because the government couldn't have been too impressed with them at this point. Do you know what I mean? Like, No. Who do you think they are? Well, yeah, because they did actually... There was talk of them sending in the National Guard to deal with them. Mm. Yeah, well, the National Guard is like... Yeah, they bought the helicopters the and the guns at this point. Yeah, they've got... Um, this. Well, this leads on to that. Isn't it? So they have this mm. hotel bombing, and Sheila says, because right. we're not Christians, mm. you attack us and we're not going to turn the other cheek, which, to a point, I admire. Mm. They brought in an armory of .357 Magnum revolvers, semi-automatic Uzi carbines and Galil assault rifles from Israel, along with tear gas grenades, barricade-penetrating shells of police riot guns, and, as we mentioned, as mentioned a second ago, a few scout helicopters. Yeah. This is where it all goes. See, this is what I'm saying. If you're, shaped, it? you're the governor of Oregon, or whatever, what state are we in? Oregon. 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 You're the governor of Oregon looking at this. It's not going to sit very well with you, is it? <laughs> no, but all of a sudden you've They've got... Thought, a, what? You've got a cult 
or mm-hmm. a religion. Let's put the, they're going to say they're a cult. Yeah. Rajesh will say they're a religion. The government will say they're a cult. I say what's the difference, but go on. Yeah. <laughs> you say religion, I say cult. <laughs> let's call the whole thing off. <laughs> well, yeah, that's it. And they've got a sizable armory. They've got some helicopters. They're training people to use mm. them. They're trying to buy fully automatic weapons. Exactly. And it's going to start and giving ideas into other people's heads. So, hang on a minute. You know, why can't we organise ourselves? And That's why you have to stamp it out. And mm. you'd had Jonestown in the late 70s, where a heavily yes. armed cult all ended up committing they suicide. They were quite worried that this was going to go the way of Jonestown. Was, what, did Waco they? happened at this point? I don't, no, I don't think yet. it had. No, no, Waco's later than Yeah. That. So, yeah, they're thinking Jonestown. Mm. That's mm. the immediate comparison, isn't it? But as for organising yourselves, well, do you know where there's like a few hundred unofficial state militias floating around who would you, you ever heard about these guys in america no. oh yeah they're, they're, they're state militias because it's under the constitution mm. you have the right to bear arms and defend yourself don't you and they can form these militias they're unofficial mm. and they're a bunch of usually fat white men in camouflage mm. fatigues who go to the woods every one weekend a month shoot at some targets uh. and, and show off their gun collection to each other but they're a bit like that's on here. No, no, not really, because he's unofficial. Ah, okay. They're, they're supplying their own guns, ah, uniforms, okay. but constitutionally they're allowed to yeah. do it. Fucking hell. Yeah. Goddamn constitution! You have to admire it in a way. It's, it was written with good intentions. Yeah, but it's caused, hasn't it, just caused so much shit because people can do stuff and then. At, at the time, though, mate, it's one of the most important liberating documents the world ever seen. Yeah. Even though I always find it ironic that the first line is like, all men are created equal, mm. and they had slavery for like another 200 years. You know, well, that's not very equal. Yeah, it? but they just didn't, they didn't class them as men, did they? I suppose no. As beasts. So therefore you Property. Get, therefore, yeah, so therefore livestock, so therefore you can get around that. Yeah. I still that's find that's a short with words, is it? Is a quite vague. Mm. You know what I mean? That's why laws, law is so difficult because it's about interpreting the law. That's what the druids have wrote up and down, you know. What does the pursuit of happiness even mean? Well, I don't know, ask the Dalai Lama. Yeah, wrote he wrote a book on it. But it's in the constitution, isn't it? Yeah, right to exactly. The pursuit, of, the pursuit of happiness and liberty or yeah. something like that. So it's very vague, isn't it? Well, so, what makes me happy, obviously, is masturbating in this public square. <laughs> is that what you said before? <laughs> that's what I said when I went to America for my brief, very brief visit. And, uh, Never to return and, again. Uh, the officer was having none of it, I will tell you. As much as I protested about your my constitutional, rights. constitutional rights and the amendments, and I'm a goddamn American! And, uh, Sir, put your penis away! Did you have a... An American flag headscarf on. Uh, yeah. And a, uh, a denim jacket. Were you in double denim with a denim jacket and a double-headed with an eagle on the back? I had red and white nipple tassels. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, still forcibly, at gunpoint, was told to put my penis away. Where's the liberty, girls? Where's the freedom? Exactly. So what I'm saying is, constitutions, not worth the paper they're yeah. written on. Which is why the Druids never wrote anything down, because once you write something down, it becomes fixed. You can argue about it for fucking years. If if nothing's written down, it's it's retold and it can become fluid. It can change the so, situation. So if it was never written down, I would have been able to say to the officer, ah, but 
Is it against the law for me to wank off in public? Is it there? Yeah, because with them over there, and they say it's all right. Yeah. yeah. Are you remembering that correctly? Because I'm sure, I'm pretty sure it said that, you know, I'm yeah. free to pursue masturbational happiness yeah. in public. And then he'd be second-guessing himself, like, oh, I'm not sure. He'd probably just shoot you in America. Yeah, that's true. Ironically, we only need one law. That's the, the golden rule, the golden rule. Don't be a cunt. Basically. What is it though? What's the? Actual? Well, it's something like, like you know, doing to yourself what what you do to right. others, like you know, what you don't want done to you. Right. I think, unless you're obviously a, uh, so ma- say, a masochist. So don't punch my missus in the back of the head during yeah. sexual intercourse, especially if we're doing missionary. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that was awful. Yeah, whatever gets you off. It <laughs> was an awful joke. <laughs> so let's carry on. <laughs> Back to the cult. Back to the cult. Or religion. I'm still calling them religion <laughs> at this point. <laughs> the weapons brought into the community heightened tensions between the Rajneshis and the state of Oregon, with the commune becoming embroiled in legal disputes. And also worth pointing out, they had their own police force. It was called the Peace Force. They wore pink. They did. And they had little pink peaked caps, which I thought, well, wow, look at them. Aww. And they had and they got oozies. <laughs> and they're, and they're carrying yeah. oozies. They look like the security force from the Pride Parade. They, they, if you, if you yeah, were yeah, the, the security yeah, force yeah. from Pride Parade. What was the um, Marilyn Manson, the dope show video? Right. Watch that. All the cops, there's riot cops, they're all in pink. There you yeah. go. There you yeah. Go. Yeah. It looks a bit like that. It's it's comical, but also weird, because they are wearing, like, aviator shades, like your typical yeah. 80s cop, and holding a fucking semi-automatic... <laughs> Machine gun yeah. style. So he's got a big moustache. He's yeah. thinking that he's Tom Selleck in a YD5. And he's thinking, I've got a full Magnum PI, but I just wish I had a better shirt. Yeah. But he's also in, but he's in a bright pink <laughs> clothes because he's the fucking policeman of a cult. It's so weird. And it's in a, it's in Oregon. It's in the desert, more or less. Well, not desert. No, Midwest, it's not right, but it's, isn't it? It's in a, you know, it's, it is, rocky... Some parts of it are desert, aren't they? It's, it's I pink. thought Oregon's on the coast, isn't it? No, it's... Central. No, it's on the coast, isn't it? I've generally got no idea. By Washington? Um, no, it's further over than that. We, we could find out, but remember, listener, you are the fact checker. I'm pretty sure Oregon is Midwest. So. As we fucking watched two documentaries on this, we should know this. <laughs> we really should know this. <laughs> if the listener hasn't seen the documentaries, I encourage you to. What's the one on Netflix called? Uh, Wild Wild Country. Wild Wild Country. Because just for this image alone, I hope we're painting it a visual verbal picture for you like it's the early 80s they've set up their own they took over this tiny town built their ranch right next to it and they've taken over the local police who no, are no, they are the local police. yeah that's what i mean they're, so the local they've taken over the town legally and politically they hold power so they are now the police they're dressed all in pink they've got Weird looking machine guns. Uzis. Uzis. And uh, a gallon of assault rifles. But not the sort right of things that you see police officers with. Although, you know what I'm saying? You see police officers with machine guns, but not. They look a bit more street or a bit more what you'd see a, you know, an 80s. A drug, a drug criminal. Drug criminal holding yeah. that sort drug of thing. Drug yeah. 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 Guarding drug, his fucking mansion. Yeah, he's guarding his commune. <laughs> Every drug lord worth his salt has got a gold-plated Uzi. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you just have. Well, he stood there in his Peace Force uniform, which is essentially the same as a police uniform, only pink. It's Three of the them badges. had been to a police academy and passed quite high up in yeah, the they class. Got, so they they were, so, yeah, so it was, uh, it was all legit. They were a police force. And then trained a few others. But the thing is, that still doesn't mean 
that the people they trained, so the three that went on the actual police course and passed, right, they did well. They <coughs> did well at the test. That does not then mean that they will become good trainers or teachers themselves or do a, a good job of passing no, that knowledge. No, but remember, on. you're also policing a town full yeah. of people who are there for peace and love. <laughs> well, that's true. You know, there's probably zero crime. All you are is a visible deterrent. I bet you most of them guys, at this point, mm. never arrested anyone because there's no booze. Remember? There might oh, be some drugs. They I gave, don't know. They're saying there's not. Oh, there was some drugs that they gave to people forcibly when they tried to leave. Yes, but we'll get on to we'll that. We'll get to that. Also, there are all the drugs that they fed to the army of homeless people that they bust in in order to win a local election. But we'll, we'll get, get to that. that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, however, he says, Oregon Attorney General David B. Uh, from Mayor maintained the city was the arm of a religious organisation and that it violated the principle of the separation of church and state. And I do see that argument. You've got policemen in religious garb. Yeah. That's a concern. A who do they serve? Mm. Who, are they, who are they looking after? Are they looking after the people or are they looking after the Bagwan? The it's Almighty not, it's God. Law, it's not, well, well, nowadays, American churches, in the wake of some church shootings, have, applied, have petitioned to have their own police, armed police uh, uh, officers in the church and around the church. While there's there's a wouldn't like bulletproof glass be more useful? Well, not if he's already inside. Well, yeah, I suppose, but don't hide behind the window. I'm inside though. Excuse me, it was a run round you. Thank you. But how does the guy with the gun help? I don't get it. Because somebody starts shooting. I think they shoot him first on the pulpit. You should have like motion Yes. Anyone like an android car? Senses a, uh, I don't know, a gun or something. Yeah, senses, yeah. senses a gun in there. You'd have to have this careful. Well, it could be solved by bishops. <laughs> <laughs> Some guy pulls out a gun. <laughs> no, because they'll just be shooting kids' fathers. <laughs> Come Glass see me after, damage. son. You're all alone now. <laughs> the Lord obviously wanted your mommy and daddy shot in the face. So they were. And now you're with me. That's what will happen if the bishops yeah. are in charge of the guns. Right? It should be just like detect that. You'll be forced to. He'll be nuncing at gunpoint. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Imagine if he fits into an exoskeleton on his back. Uh, oh, yeah. I, I just think close the churches. That'd be easier, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> if people keep shooting them, just close them. <laughs> It would work, would it? But Stop going, but God, anyway. does God need you to go to a special house? Can't you just have faith on your own couch? As what Homer Simpson tried to At do. Home. Yeah, exactly. And listen to the football in his headphones. <laughs> <laughs> what a guy. Hey, an American hero. He's going to burn in hell, though. Bah. That is a good dude. He's burning in hell. Hell's not real. That's my hot take. <laughs> <laughs> is it not? No. The point is... Wow, that's just blew my mind. Let's write a metal song, Hell's Not Real. <laughs> so just do anything you want, basically. That'll be the gist of it. Yeah. Don't break the law, then. Well, it's not cool if you're to break the law and kill people. No, it'll be metal stuff like, you know, Hell's Not Real, so, you know, let's do anal and some blow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, baby, I'm here we a, go. I've seen a Steel <laughs> Panther-style song <laughs> yeah, for this one. Yeah. Like a proper Hell's 80s. not real. <laughs> Proper 80s hair metal cult <laughs> congregation. <laughs> well, we're all doing anal. <laughs> this is the anal and blow fucking cult. 
I don't take donations in cash. It's pure cocaine only. <laughs> Daniel. <laughs> Although I am the giver. I'll like, probably get bored of it and end up receiving at some point. Like a power bottom, guys. <laughs> <laughs> He's quite wiry. <laughs> no, I'm a selfish tough. you got strength from lifting all the tunes of page of power bottom. No, selfish tough all the way. I'm the heterosexual selfish tough. Can you take the strap on of destiny? <laughs> <laughs> what do I receive in apart from a sore ass? What, what do I benefit? You may see the, you may see the future. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see that anyway. I'll just wait for it to happen. I don't need to take anything. Wait for it to happen. Exactly. How <laughs> 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 get to the future? There's no special machine. Yeah, you might have prophesy. You just sit here and wait till it gets there. That's how you get to the future. I bet that was happening with the Rajeshi cult. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Anal and blow parties. I'm not taking it up the arse. Aim <laughs> <laughs> for the no, betterment man. of mankind. No. <laughs> the man spiritual man. evolution of mankind. Fuck Do you want to make that sacrifice? Fuck the spiritual evolution. The spiritual evolution of mankind is not important. The structural integrity of my anal trap is important. So, yeah, fuck mankind. Get that dildo away from me. But it's the dildo of destiny. That doesn't, doesn't sway me. Does he go bejeweled hilt? <laughs> it's going to chafe. <laughs> Should we go back to the cult? <laughs> if it was by ones, it'd have a jeweled sheath. Well, right, no, it would have a Rolls Royce it'll badge. <laughs> thing. It would have that fucking fairy thing. Let me dip in the holy lube before it's saved. Don't worry. We'll pray over the KY. It's oh. thrice blessed. <laughs> it's not, not going to make it any easier on my arse. <laughs> no, it's been blessed three times. Oh, oh fuck me. <laughs> anyway, right. <laughs> Moving on. How very childish of us, gentlemen. <laughs> funny, though. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> Stuffing bums is funny. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Right. Yes. The group 1000 Friends of Oregon claimed the city broke state land law use. In 1983, a lawsuit was filed by the state of Oregon to invalidate the city's incorporation, and many attempts to expand the city were legally blocked prompting followers to build an antelope which was now named Rajneesh. Mm. They didn't even keep the name. Well, what should they? It's theirs, mate. That's true. Call it what they want. In the city is obviously Rajneesh Param. This is like the mm. suburb of Rajneesh. Where you could have nude sunbathing. Excellent. They set aside an area of waste ground for, mm. uh, for nude sunbathing. Well, I'm down with this call. <laughs> yeah. It's fine unless oh, there's no seagulls. Though. Unless your kids are wandering around, you know what I mean. You never saw any children in them documentaries, did you? So, people had them, though, didn't they? Didn't I didn't see many. I didn't see any. I can't remember them. I don't think I did. I only ever saw uh, adults. I only ever saw adults. I'm sure of it. I never saw kids uh, fucking the children. She, my God. <laughs> well, Sheila probably fucking. She probably chemically castrated everyone oh, in their sleep. <laughs> probably. <laughs> With injections. You know what? Doesn't surprise me actually. <laughs> no, weirdly, mm. none of them mentioned. None of the people who've been in that cult ever mentioned children being around. It's a good point, that. Thinking back, I don't remember seeing any. Mm. I've just thought about it now. 
No, they were the best only... as they were constantly <laughs> fucking each other. Well, yeah. Like, uh, all day, every but day. But then you think, you know, a lot of fucking is going to be a lot of kids. Then again, it's the 80s. You had the AIDS epidemic where they, so they're all... Where they all condomin up. No, there was a lot of, apparently there was a lot of uh, sexual diseases passed about. They were, they were pulling know. out and finishing. Well, yeah. They were like literally raping them in them fucking well, violent... Yeah, scenes in their weird uh, rituals yeah. Yeah. where you're encouraged to physically manifest your dark thoughts and feelings so they end up uh, they were so violent that they were broken bones at times so best not have kids about yeah, yeah. sexual violence in those medit- I'm doing air quotes for the listener meditation sessions find the footage online if it's all idols and I've got no problem <laughs> yeah rape away joking obviously joking we don't joke about rape maybe I'm as the city expanded with the addition of, um, of the Rajneesh, fundamentalist Christian church leaders began to uh, denounce them, the, uh, denounce the Bhagwan, the commune and his followers. Letters to state newspapers reviled the group, one likening Rajneesh Param to Sodom and Gomorrah and another referring to them as a cancer in our midst. Wow. And this is where Sheila basically says, you're all bigoted. I think the exact quote, yeah. th- this town is so fucking bigoted it deserves to be taken over. Yeah, that, that's the, pretty much the exact, oh, this is a state, this state is oh, so state fucking bigoted. Yeah. Well, She'd always swear on the news, uh, yeah. she'd get quite worked up. She was mad She was, she had some attitude. She was fighting for, you know, at the start I think she was fighting for her life, for, for her life existence. in the community. Yeah. And then it, she, somewhere on the line, when probably the, uh, the drugs started yeah. coming into it, the, the uppers and downers. Don't underestimate her understanding of PR as well. Mm. And like well, you just said, the drugs give the confidence as well to basically say whatever the fuck you want. Would you argue yeah. that she's a bit of a proto-Alex in terms of her press conferences? Mm. She was a master of, uh, of spin, essentially. There was some incident, what did they do? Oh fuck, I've lost it, sorry. Continue, <laughs> come back to me. Um, so the Rajneshis, <laughs> decided basically to democratically win control of the county with their eyes on the state. Which, as we said off air earlier, is no different than the Mormons did yeah. in Utah. That's it. But, there are a lot of immigration problems about Rajneesh, the bad one. And of course the powers that be are... They're looking for an excuse to yeah. get rid of them now, aren't they? They're trying to do it semi-legitimately. So, I, oh, I think it was legitimate though, because he is well, he got a fucking already. But he'd applied for two different reasons, yeah. and like he, he was a sh- he's a charlatan. He's, he's well, yeah, yeah. They, they, they did. They were found to be breaking the law. Mm. Yeah, he, he applied for visas, claiming failing health, but also citing he was a religious worker. Mm. So like, well, how can you have failing health? Well, do that. You have a full-time job, and you have failing health. Yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah. See what I'm saying? On the one application, he's like, oh, benefit scrounger. That's what yeah. we got him on. But basically, oh, like Al Capone with a tax mm. evasion. Yeah. God, yes. that's a great film, The Untouchables. Do you know, mm. I think it's one of the classics that I don't think I've ever seen. Really? Wow. Is that Sean Connery? Yes, it's got a great yeah, cast. Bring oh, bring Sean Connery. Costner, Kevin Costner. Costner is prime. De Niro was, uh, was uh, our His prime was with the mullet in Robin Hood, I think you'll find. <laughs> Andy Garcia. Uh, and the postman. The postman. Uh, the postman. Fuck the postman. Oh, I love the postman. That's what my mum did. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> I, I like a few Kevin Costner films. It's very short tangent. Come on, he's done a couple of like The Untouchables, Robin Hood, Dances with Wolves. Dancing with Wolves. That's yeah, I never saw one. that. That's good. Never saw it. Um, 
Phil Durham or whatever it was called. Phil the Dreams. Phil the Dreams, yeah. Too much heart. Bodyguard. Bodyguard. One of my mum's favourite movies. Don't think it's in that. <laughs> Fair enough. And uh, <laughs> I was waiting for it. Postman. He did something on Netflix I quite enjoyed recently. The Bonnie and Clyde thing. Oh yeah, I watched that. That, that was, was alright. Right. Yeah. Um, but that was yeah. He did some secret agent e action movie type thing. Yes, he did. Not so long back. I don't think it did particularly well. But yeah, anyway, Kevin Costner, what a guy. What a world? What a, what a world. Oh, <laughs> I can't forget. Yeah. Uh, I love that film, Robin Hood. Apart from one thing. They get to the forest, Sherwood Forest, in Nottingham, and they bump into Will Scott. Yeah, Will Scott. Because I love that film, apart from this. Will Scott. <laughs> and he... There was a man from Nottingham. Yeah. He fell into a river. What a dough fell on a rope. Now look at him shiver. He doesn't even try. He's American as is possible to fucking be. <laughs> the fight doesn't even try. And also, it's not exactly great dialogue, is it? It's it's a bit cringeworthy when you when you hear him say it now. You're like, Ugh. a bit racist as well. We've been through that. Oh yeah, with it, Morgan Freeman. What does she call the him? Painted the man. Man. The painted man. The painted man. He haunts my dreams. <laughs> she literally says, "The painted man. He haunts my dreams." And you're like, "Whoa, calm down, love." Uh, but he's got a cool sword. <laughs> Actually, one of my favourite bits of that film is that he gets that sort of relationship with Friar Tuck, where at the start he doesn't yeah. like they don't. The fry doesn't like him, and then at the end, he's like, Are you alright? You are. Yeah. <laughs> good stuff. Yeah. It's a good movie. Bridging religions, guys. Mm. It's a positive message. When he fires the arrow down the middle of the other arrow, that's, that's great. pretty sweet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, go for that. Yeah. Quality. Anyway, great soundtrack as well. Oh, yeah, Brian. I, <laughs> I was number one in this country for like weeks a year. Weeks. 16 weeks, was it? Oh, it was oh, ridiculous. <laughs> Everything I do. Yeah. Was it only beaten by the Titanic? Fucking. Uh, no, wet, 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 wet. Yeah. Wasn't it? And Meatloaf had a good shot at it as well. Yeah. I'll do anything for love. That was yeah. number one for weeks. I think it was wet, wet, wet that beat it, wasn't it? I have no idea. I feel it with my fingers. <laughs> oh, yeah. I feel it with my toes. This country's got some strange tastes in music, though, hasn't it? Let's face it. We used to be really good at music yeah. in, the, in the sort of 60s, 70s, and maybe in the 80s to a point. I don't know. There was some oh, shit in the 70s. Let's have a cut off to the 60s. Nah, you do. Yeah. Yeah. 
So yeah, yeah there's always been shit up. music. Hmm? My old grand's a dustbin, isn't it? My old man's a dustbin. My old grand. My old man's a dustbin. That's like the forties. He wears a dustbin. <laughs> I think that's George Ford being all fair. He wears called blimey trousers <laughs> and he lives in a council flat. I'm sure that's the forties. Yeah. yeah, George Formby, I'm sure of it. Dust. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck me, we've had some tangents today. Yeah. Sorry, listener, but that's just the um, way it goes. So Sheila, who is the bag one Rajneshi's private secretary and number two in the commune, do not help the cause of their strongly worded inflammatory language on local news networks, and she always had to swear, as we yeah. said. So the city is growing, their city is growing. There's been a hotel built for visitors, there's malls, there's boutiques. Um, American members are eventually told to marry foreign members so they can get visas to bring in more people. <laughs> but the financial situation is deteriorating. Too much money on fucking Rolls Royces? Yes. Rolls Royces and gold watches and jewel encrusted bracelets. Mm-hmm. And, and remember, this has cost a lot of money to do this. It, I mean, they've got pro- they've got their own fucking Rajneesh Air. Mm. They've got they've <laughs> a fleet of coaches. You know, they've yeah. got... And they're fighting legal battles. And they're fighting, which are costing millions. But they, they've got 70... At this point, they've got 75% drop in financial gifts. Unlucky. And whichever way you look at it, it's a massive drop. And I on Wild Wild Country, at one point, it says they're worth about sort of 50 to 60 million at their height. And that's in 1983 money. What's that nowadays? A couple of hundred, mm. 500? Wouldn't have to say. So paranoia starts to grow a little bit because you've got this, now you've got an armed security force following Rajneesh whenever he leaves his house. Mm. People are starting to get very uneasy. They're working 12 hour days, seven days a week. If, I you just know, thought of something. If they wanted to raise some funds legitimately, they could have released a record. <laughs> they could have released a cover of we built this city. We built this city on pink dyed clothes. <laughs> we built this city. The best thing is, uh, is watching some of him and you're like, he's, he's, he's got like a pink boiler suit on. Because <laughs> like, he dyed it. <laughs> oh man, it was weird. You know, just, just why go with the fucking hassle? Well, it's a Buddhist it's a thing, wasn't it? That, yeah. Yeah. It's it started off with the orange, like, and that's from Buddhism, isn't it? Yeah. Is it one, a form of Hinduism. Some of, some, it's one of them. One of the religions. You know, we're all very similar. We built this city and he bought a Rolls. <laughs> That's it. That's the one. Uh, <laughs> another Rolls. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck me. Crazy. And also remember that Sheila's tightening her grip. Mm. Now it's like I. It's almost become a a dictatorship in a way because she's got the the wonderful excuse of. The, the same as the Romans used to use. The Romans have a dictatorship where the enemy was the gates. Mm. They suspend all democratic voting mm. with one man in charge, one man makes a decision. And in this scenario, yeah, you've got the bad one, but he's, on a, a ten year, idea. But he's on a 10 year of error silence. The enemy of the gates, she takes command, mm. she makes the decisions. Do you know what it reminds me of? Megatron and Starscream. Right, you know what, Gaz? Thursday night. I wasn't feeling very, I wasn't feeling sleepy, so I put on Generation One on YouTube. Oh, awesome! And I watched about five or six episodes. Yeah. You know what? Holds up. Yeah, man. Of course it does. It's the storyline's still there. So it's good. They were awesome looking robots. But so you see, have you been watching it? Megatron. He's the almighty leader. 
Starscream to his face is like, yes, my mighty leader, of course. Oh, he does give him some chip. But behind his back, he's constantly trying to dethrone him and replace him. And he'll sell him out at a second's notice, but as soon as he gets caught, he's like, oh, no, my almighty leader. And that just, you know, reminds me of Sheila and and the bad one. Mm. I think Sheila's the real power, the bad one's just a figurehead at this point. The ten-year silence thing. I mean, at two o'clock every day, he goes to drive in his fucking rolls, and they all line up at the, at the edge of the road and throw roses and throw flowers on his fucking bonnet of his Rolls Royce, yeah. and he gives them the old prayer symbol towards them, hands together. Yeah. And that was pretty much his entire shtick, wasn't it? He'd mm. smile, but smile nicely, and put his hands in the prayer thing and do that and wave mm. them towards him. And he looked the part for that. I'll give him his due. He looked the part. If you say to me, Injun Guru, he's the first chap that comes to mm. mind. Mm. Just is. Just strange that he encourages yeah. everyone to pretend to rape each other. And yeah, he got corrupted, didn't he? I think money. Yeah, Rolls Royces. He got a taste of the high life, man. He came from humble yeah. beginnings. Yeah, well, the Hollywood folk haven't come in yet. Mm. They're just about to. Now, so people want to leave. You know what? I don't fancy this anymore. It's getting a bit fucking authoritarian here. We're mm. all living in, you know, our hotel got bombed. We got threats against us. Yeah. I don't want to live here anymore. People so are someone, walking around with machine guns. Yeah. Yeah. Some someone expressed a desire to leave, which was often difficult, as the person in question had sold everything to move to the commune. <laughs> she would have sedated anywhere from a few days to three weeks until they agreed to stay. Mm. I mean. Now we're getting to some serious fucking slave yeah. shit. Um, a woman yeah. named Sonia attempted to send a letter to Rajneesh complaining about Sheila. Well, you know at this point she's opening all the fucking correspondence. Oh, of course. It was intercepted, yeah, by her <laughs> at his house. <laughs> <laughs> she ordered the woman to be sedated and her uterus removed. Fuck. That's taking people's <laughs> body. No, I yeah. don't know. Totally I don't know. No, that's she, no, she ordered that to happen. Did it happen? It didn't say that it did. Ah, uh, right. It just said she ordered she it to happen. It. Yeah. She wanted it to happen. She'd have been well. Whether or not it happened or not, we don't know. Mm. I still but the fact that she's ordering it yeah. as a punishment, yeah. not give her a beating, yeah. you know, not make her work extra hours and cut her food. No, no, mm. remove a piece of her body that makes her a woman. <laughs> it wasn't mentioned in the documentary, though, was it? It, was men- it wasn't mentioned in World War Country, it was mentioned no, in World yeah. Afternoon. Uh, which yeah. is a Down the Rabbit Hole Productions, I think. Yeah, it was that Stephen Corbett, isn't it? Is his name Stephen Corbett? I don't know, we'll find out at some point. Anyway, it's definitely called, just search Down the Rabbit Hole, Ragnish. Yeah. What's it called, Ragnish? Uh, Down the Rabbit Hole. No, but what's the name of the city thing, Ragnish? Ragnish Param. Ragnish Param, yeah, that's what you've got to Google. Seeking funds in 1984, quote, the Hollywood people we were allowed to join. They um, didn't work 12 hour days, seven days a week. No. Were they, they had their own little separate housing with luxury. They weren't, I don't think they were movie like, stars. Yeah, they were producers and stuff. And yeah, there was the oh, wife yeah, of who... the director, uh, uh, the producer of Godfather. That was it. Well, That's she, the one. She was one of the producers. She was probably, the, yes, I think she might have been. I think yeah, she was yeah. um, probably the highest profile name. They weren't, mm. well, certainly, I don't know, to be fair. I but didn't, be, because they all changed their names, it's hard mm, to say. To be fair, a high level Hollywood producer is quite. Are powerful, there aren't that many of them, you know. What I mean, it's quite well, powerful, it's produce, yeah. Especially producing one of the most famous films, yeah, of all time. I mean, yeah, like well, obviously, there are shitloads of producers, but I'm saying, like, the elite, like, the elite few that, like, you know, have the power to get 
three hundred million dollar productions yeah. into you know get the wheels going mm. on stuff like that. There's not that many of them, so it's a position of power and uh, yeah. you're a Hollywood elite. You might not be famous, but you're you're in a Hollywood elite essentially. Is what I'm in a long-winded kind of way trying to say. Not famous, but powerful. The Hollywoods. Harvey Weinstein. Well, yeah, but yeah. all the wheels fell off his yeah. evil empire. Well, nobody knew who he was. True, oh, that's, that's true. true. Not many. No. I do now. Oh, yes. So they got luxury housing and they didn't have to work, which is nice. They're on 12 hour days, seven days a week, they get fucking pretty grinding, though, aren't they? Mm. I've been doing that for a couple of years. I'd be like, you know what? You couldn't get me to do that for a week. Nah. I'd fucking rebel and get shot on my way over the fence. <laughs> <laughs> this does remind me of the uh, the Simpsons court episode where there's the uh, Unitarians, the UFO yeah. court. Like he drives past in a Rolls Royce <laughs> at a certain time of the day. And, I'm coming in the leader's dust, he favours me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm dustier, dustier than thou. <laughs> and Homer gets splattered in mud and oh, look, oh, look at the new favourite is. Yeah. <laughs> That's a really good episode. It is there. brilliant, yeah. So... She then becomes wary and opens a massive wiretapping campaign mm-hmm. <laughs> overseen by her most trusted supporters. So she's like lieutenants at this point. They go and do my bidding. She is, I think I said this off mic, didn't I? Comparing her to Hitler during the last days of the mm-hmm. Reich, where she's absolutely. This is where she goes full yeah, Hitler. She's drug addled, completely yeah. and utterly drug addled, paranoid out of her own fucking mind, yeah. and but also still holding power. So yeah. she can get all this shit done and everyone follows her orders. And everyone's too scared yeah. not to. Yeah. Which is just potentially have someone's uterus removed. <laughs> What's she going to do to you? Have his cock removed <laughs> while he sleeps. Uh, power corrupts it. and absolute oh, yeah. power yeah. corrupts absolutely. There you go. Mean, she's, um, yeah, so she's like bugging the houses of the Hollywood people, all the pay phones, the hotel, and even the bad ones house. She's tapping him as well. Well, I'd imagine he's pretty off his fucking tits at this point. Now the Hollywood people are coming. Well, it's only fair. This is where the drugs come in, though, isn't it? When the mm. Hollywood people come in, the drugs start to come in. You oh. get the cocaine coming in. It's the eighties. They're in Hollywood, of course. They're on cocaine. <laughs> no, let's go enjoy this fucking spiritual cult. All right, we're bringing the coke. Of course. And then the bad ones on it as well. Mm. You know, it's in a, in a way they were wrestling power from him, weren't they? Yeah, but in a way, they were they were getting closer to him than she was, and she was becoming massively jealous of that. But also, I think that's why she started taking the drugs, so she could work longer and harder yeah. and run around for 24 hours and then crash for a bit and up again. And I think that's... Mm. I think that's like... Is that just like trying... Is that, are we still at this point, or no, apart from the uterus removal and sedation of people... Is she still trying to save it just by being more tyrannical? Is it she got the no. best intentions? She's, she's going to rule it with a more iron fist. She's trying to protect her own interests and her own arse. She is trying desperately to keep a death-like grip on the position that she's got. She doesn't want any change to it. She doesn't want anybody else coming in. She doesn't want a council that she has to delegate to her. And then she wants just her and the bug one, as it's always been. No newcomers coming in. Fuck you, he's mine. This is my fucking commune. He nonced me. I built this, not him. Well, yes, she did build it. He exactly. rocked up after everything was finished. Exactly. This is my. I took over the local town. I put the peace force in place. 
You fucking Hollywood's coming here. Fuck off. And he did I don't appoint think a couple of them to form a new corporation for him, didn't he? Which pissed her off even more. I don't think she had a spiritual bone in her fucking body. Mm. Not a chance. I think. Not even uh, at the start. Possibly started with one, but I'm, at this point now, I to me, at this point in the story, I don't think it's anything to do with spiritualism at all. It's capitalism, it's power, it's money, and she's loving it. She's yeah. had other I don't know, I still I think, think she respects that. I think one. she's I think she's spirit mm, she's bit. spiritually you know, acting. Oh him. Oh yeah, because they haven't fallen out at this no, point. No, yeah, she still wants to be close to him and and he was spending all his time with them. Yeah. And they've been together since she was a girl, yeah. Yeah, that's she what was like a father she figure. She didn't want yeah. anybody like, else oh, to have any control in it, I don't think. Yeah. And look at what she went on to do after this with the two dead husbands. I think she's a sociopathic person. I don't think she was until it, the the hotel bombing thing. I think that's the snapping point for her. That's when she's like, right, now this is a war. Mm. I, I think she's always had it in her, though. She's she may have always had it in her. Maybe it's some long game in revenge. That was the point of no return for me when she said, we don't turn to the cheek. Yeah. I thought, it's all going down, isn't it? Yeah. You can't come out of this good. Yeah, that's what I said. The first half of this, I actually admire the woman. She's trying to defend her community. You know, that yeah, hotel thing. But you, know, it's it's you don't point. become a sociopath overnight. This woman is detached enough to order people's deaths. Yeah. Right? Allegedly may have bumped off two husbands. Yeah. Right? And is still quite happy to sit on camera in a worldwide And make out that she's documentary, innocent. Right? Yeah. I think she's a sociopath. And I think she wanted that that position of being his number two, basically, or his second in command, and nothing to ever. I think she loved him. Um, possibly, yeah. I don't know whether yeah, she I loved him and despised him. I think there was. I think she was torn between her two emotions. I think she loved him and hated him. Yeah. She talks about him. She talks about him like they were man and wife. In my opinion, like her father said to her, uh, "You and him are meant to be together." And you're like, well. I'll guarantee you he was certainly banging her when she was older. So imagine being intensely in he love certainly, with him. He certainly had a sexual relationship, I think. But imagine being intensely in love with him then, since you were a young girl, right, and it carries on into adulthood, and all this time he relies on you for all this shit, but he still just goes and fucks as many other birds as he wants to, and yeah. you have to be close to mm -hmm. it and see it and deal with it. Yeah, yeah. And I think... Maybe that drove her insane? Yes, that's what I maybe... I'm trying to, you know, sort of give her a... What's the word? Benefit of the doubt. I yeah, think we she, don't know what a child was she like. She became a bit abused, cold, and emotionally detached. In my opinion, you've got to be that level of detached to order people's deaths. Yeah. And to do cold things like I know I'm jumping ahead, but we'll do it in detail later. Of bussing in homeless people, treating them as just objects to get what you want, basically, without a second's thought to what it's like for those actual yeah. human beings. Yeah. Treating them as animals. Yeah, she was. She's a piece of work, psychologically complex. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. The paranoia was fueled by a, a, a what lady called Marana Puja, mm. and she was a, a registered nurse, but also kind of their chief medical person. Mm. She supplied her with both stimulants and sedatives. Yeah. So, so keep speed. her awake, knock her out. Keep yeah. her awake, knock her out. Yeah. Rajneesh himself was a huge Valium user to help him sleep. Mm. That's, an, that's probably where that 10 years of sans came from. <laughs> so the Drugged minds of the two yeah. most important and powerful people in Rajneesh Puram mm. are both chemically addled. Mm -hmm. Just and she like was more so 
Probably Sheila's more so than yeah. Bag One, even though Sheila's technically number two. Let's face it, she's running the place. Mm. Well, the speed, the the uppers that she, they give you a, a kind of manic energy, you know. So imagine that coupled with paranoia, never not able to shut it off or like to distract yourself, do something nice. You'll just be like, nah, no, no, we gotta do this. She's walking also. She's, she's building around tunnels. with a fucking revolver on yeah. her fucking hip as well. And the police, when they raided her house in the end, they were like secret escape tunnels and panic rooms and like, yeah, she was a paranoid woman. <laughs> well, I think if you're in that organisation mm-hmm. and you're the top one of the, well, you're the top of that organisation and you're, you're going to be paranoid, aren't you? Because yeah. you know they're coming for you. It's just, well, that's not helping matters, is it? The drugs are not helping matters. It was it? like a you drug- can be paranoid without the drugs in that scenario. Yeah, it was like a drug lord's home, though. Like literally, there was like a tunnel that could get a, uh, behind a secret door. It was like they could take it directly outside. You know what I mean? She'd like pop up out of the ground, away from the house somewhere. Like fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> like that's some serious. That's some drug lord stuff, man. It is absolutely. But it's just a peaceful cult. But this is only taking a darker <laughs> turn. Right now, in a corner of Vanish Piram, Sheila had set up a hidden lab with the help of Pooja, who's the nurse, to develop biological weapons. <laughs> now, we're not probably talking, um, anth- well, we could be talking anthrax at a lower level. We're not talking the gases and the stuff in the rock, which makes your skin blister and your eyes pop, and then you dance the funky chicken until your back breaks. Mm. We're not talking that. Mm. We're certainly E-co-lite. talking low level stuff. Food poisoning, yeah. anything to incapacitate you, maybe kill you if it gets too bad. And they settled on a strain of salmonella. Wow. And they first tested it on some state inspectors who come on a visit to the city to look at the building because, yeah, they built this yeah. stuff. It's yeah. still going to be inspected and mm. warranted safe for human life, human use. They also sabotage. So they sabotage their yeah. cars so they can't go anywhere any anytime soon. Bring them some water, apologising so they get the cars fixed. That water's laced with this salmonella thing. Eh, it's a bit mixed. One guy's hospitalised for two days, and they do say that if he hadn't sought medical attention, he would have died. Fuck. The other guy's bedridden for a couple of days. The other guy didn't seem to affect. And that's attempted murder. It is. Um, <laughs> and even though like they suspected they'd done it, they, because they thought she's she's losing the plot by the fucking day. Yeah. And the, the, one of the state inspectors is like literally like, what are them white buildings over there? And this is this lab. And the, the peace officer who was with him says, oh, they're just janitorial buildings. Storage. And just storage, janitorial key. supplies. And he's like, well, can I go and look inside? He's like, I am with the key. I don't know who's got it. And he's like, oh, all right. And he's like, oh, fuck me if I'd just open that yeah. door. I just insisted mm. that door be opened. Mm. But, you know, uh, they're up there genuinely in bulletproof vests under their clothes. Because mm. they don't know how these fuckers are going to react. They, well, they're walking around with houses. Remember the guy who went to inspect Jones? Oh, fuck Senator Leo... The girl's oh, dad. Yeah, she, she's in, a member of this. Yeah, and he was gunned down on the uh, runway. US senator to be killed in the line of duty. Uh, on foreign soil, was it? Was yeah, it? something like that. On the job in foreign uh, soil. Well, AJ Styles is the only person to win the WWE title on foreign soil. Is he? Factoids. <laughs> ah, but uh, the heavyweight, the world title. Yeah. Uh, the British Bulldog won it in London, didn't he? He won, won the Intercontinental. Factoids. Interesting. <laughs> I remember him, British Bulldog. Oh, what a man, Davy Boy Smith. 
In my hometown of London. Yeah, I love that. We're coming to London, my hometown. Who's <laughs> <laughs> a fucking Leeds? <laughs> they had a really strong Yorkshire. Uh, yeah, but to the American audience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it doesn't really matter, does it? <laughs> Britain's his hometown. Britain, yeah. It's very small, isn't it? Yeah, what yeah. city are you from? Britain. It's all the same. <laughs> So they set on a strain of salmonella, they test on the inspectors, and they thought, oh, you know what? Actually, people suspected they'd done this, but they couldn't prove it. And so she herself led a test, she took a bunch of people with her, the most trusted acolytes, and they started coating vegetables in grocery stores with the virus. However, if it did work, no cases reported the media, so it could be considered a failure. For the them. fact that she's out there leading this, I know she's physically, doing, she's physically doing it. Yeah. That's micromanagement. Yeah, I can't trust you fucking idiots to mm. poison a village. You bunch properly. of fucking hippies, I'll show you to poison a village. Follow yeah. me, shut the fuck up and watch. Just tip it on and fuck off. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they haven't quite perfected the uh, the compound, I don't think. I, do. For I think some it's reason, well, the, the delivery system as well. I mean, mm. if it's. I don't know, I don't know, of viruses and things like that, they have a. Tend to have a short lifespan in the open air. Yeah, we'd let this amount of shin rink. Yeah, of course, yeah. And of course, people will tend to, you know, they sprinkle it on the fruit. Well, you don't, people tend to wash that when they eat mm. it, don't they? Because you yeah, take it in a fruit bowl, it's you. You know what it says, wash to wash before you eat? To stop these, to stop this? Well, no, it's because of all the fucking insecticides and chemicals on it. Oh, yeah, that? And the people who pick it. They go for a piss. <laughs> or a yeah. Out there in the field. Or a shit. Come, yeah, they come back. Mm. Don't wash their hands. Yeah. That's why I don't really eat fruit. Uh, and it's all the cunts that have been in there before you fucking mauling at it in the That's season. also true, yeah. Uh, this one? Nah. This yeah. one? Nah. This one? Nah. Right? You don't know what they would do. They probably had their hands in their fucking sweaty ass crack giving yeah. it an itch. Yeah. Then they've been fondling the melons. <laughs> wash your fruit, I think, is, a, is the important lesson to take home from this. Wash your melons. Jungle wash your there, melons. Yeah. Keep your melons clean. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh. And your snatch. Fucking hell, Bernard. But he's not wrong, is he? <laughs> Health health yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's a science what officer. A, what sounds like a 70s comedian? <laughs> What's your snatch, Lord? What's your fucking snatch, you dirty split ass bastard? Do <laughs> <laughs> so I say to the mother in law? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'll book you the work in men's club, you're doing a gig next week. <laughs> I'll buy a ticket. <laughs> <laughs> I'll sell a lot, it's cheap here. <laughs> So Rajneesh himself, the Bhagwan, was growing impatient with the state legislation that was threatening his commune. But in November 1984, the election for Wasco County looms is the county where they're based. Mm. So Shiva comes up with a three-fold plan to win. Wow. Okay, so, because the elections are coming up in Wasco County, the Rajneshis get a communion... What's the right word? Communal. Communal people. Right. One of their community people. Whose given name was Bonnie Barlow. She would run for commissioner as a sort of a bit of a mole for the Rajneshis. She's going to run as independent, but secretly she's backed and financed by them. Right. They would help her covertly. Sheila also called other candidates and had them denounce Raj, uh, Rajneesh Karam and record it, and then she'd use it as proof of bigotry. 
Man, she's uh, she's firing on all cylinders. She's on it. What's she spent? She's off her tits on speed. <laughs> uh, it's an amazing drug. <laughs> so much has been done off the back of speed, like the invasion of Poland. <laughs> oh, that was uh, meth. I don't know. I think they were they were quite. Well, it's methamphetamine, yeah, it's, isn't it? Um... A, they're all in the same ballpark. It's a a speedy upper. You're not going to sleep. The invasion you'll, of Poland, the invasion of France, the yeah. invasion of the Low Countries, the I invasion imagine of Greece. You'll find marching much easier. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what one forgets about the Wehrmacht at that point, guys. Mm. It wasn't all mechanised, you know. Just the mm. tanks, they were marching everywhere. Yeah, and so also as an appetite suppressant. So it's like a double whammy. You're full of beans, you've got the energy to keep going, and you don't feel like you need any. Mm. Food you stop, to, do you? Then you stop and eat. They used to put it in the army That's rations, it. didn't they? The US did. Oh, meth. They're pilots. No, speed. Do no, speed. pilots take a form of it? Too? I'm sure they used to put it like in World I'm War II sure. or something. No, I don't know. No. And that's have after to look into it. it. Drugs in the army. There's a future mm. episode. Drugs in the government. We can touch on the MK Ultra. Yeah, oh yeah. Well, that's its own thing. MK Ultra. That's one of the big boys. Right. Let's get back to this cult. Well, you might be able to hear Chester, the yeah. the show cat. Meowing in the background. Yes, I'm his owner now. You see, I looked at him for a week. He's accepting me his own. <laughs> yeah, the second part was to grow their own voter base, and this is where we get to the homeless people. Right. So this is fantastic. Rajneshi buses went out all around the camp, the country, to gather homeless people, and they didn't sort of say, "Get on the bus." He's like, "Hey, do you want a house? Do you want food? Do you want homes and beer?" Gave him a free ticket. Gave him a free ticket. If you don't like it, I'll give you a free ticket to get home. Yeah. Which they didn't. But we'll get to that. <laughs> If you join us, that's what you get. And I'm like, well, if you're, you know, let's say it's the 80s, the early 80s, you could be a Vietnam vet. You know, fuck it, why not? Yeah. You could be on the streets for whatever reason. They're just gathering these guys up. Basically, say, so you do all that, all you got to do for us, in return, is vote for the Rajneshi candidate. Simple answer. We'll register you to vote. Mm. We'll bush you there. I think you had to, it took like 30 days, didn't it, in mm. Oregon to register. Something like that. Yeah. Wasn't yeah. long. Nope. And the third of the plan, part third part of this cunning plan, was to attack voter turnout. So this salmonella virus they've been cultivating, they had that field dry run with it, didn't work very well. Well, she and a group went to the ten different restaurants. So again, she's micromanaging, leading from the front, pouring the salmonella over the salad bars. Wow. And the effect this time was immediate, which means she wouldn't the first time. It was a bad batch. Mm. Well, it was their first yeah. attempt. Maybe there's a, you know, in a restaurant, there's a short time between you eating that food. Yeah. You know, yeah. When and they take fruit back, you want oh, wash, 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 prepare. You just get in the salad on the yeah. plate straight in, isn't yeah. it? Um, the next day, doctors and uh, hospitals and doctors' offices were swamped with people suffering from the bacteria. Uh, you basically just uh, have massive food poisoning, don't you? Yeah, you can die from dehydration yeah. because of it. It was the second biggest bioterrorist attack in yes. American history. Yeah, um, seven hundred and fifty-one people. And do you know what beat it? The anthrax thing? No, it goes way back. The Indians and the smallpox yeah. blankets. Okay. Well, start as you mean to go on. <laughs> <laughs> this time, the Indians. Gave the Americans the smallpox blankets. They certainly did. Yeah. Wow. Well, they're well, different Indians, in all fairness. Indians, nonetheless. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 751 people were affected, with 45 hospitalised. Uh, one pregnant woman nearly lost her child during labour. 
Right. No one died. Miraculously, no one died. Yeah. At the same time, they tried to poison the water supply by dumping raw sewage into the water towers. <laughs> this seems to have little effect. They were fucking insane. Yeah. She was insane. And they're insane. But, again, with the Third Reich comparisons, those hippies that were doing her bidding, just following orders, man. She'd have told me to, man. Oh, yeah. Well, you came out here to wear pink clothes and grow fucking vegetables. What are you doing poisoning to... Yeah. Sheila told me to, man. You know, just following orders. Well, at, first, at first, they're just trying to defend themselves and protect their right to existence. Yeah, yeah but, but this is a whole new level. Yeah. It's the second you're using biological weapons, <laughs> you're crossing a fucking line. Things have gone Imagine fucking Imagine a judge in court saying that. <laughs> you know, <laughs> forgive everything, but would you started dabbling them by a fucking... Well, remember, biological weapons are um, outlawed by the Geneva Convention, yeah. technically. I mean, even even most of the world is signed up to that. It's like, yeah. oh, you know what, don't like them. So there's some random woman in a cult in North America. Yeah, I know. <laughs> the second you use biological weapons. Mm. However, Bonnie Barlow, the secret Rajneshi candidate, was found to commit voter fraud. <laughs> she voted in a Rajneshi name and a given name. And that was the uh, kind of the thing with them. They, the they fucked yeah. it up. Not just her. A lot of the others did it as yeah. well. Some of the homeless people were denied the right to vote because they saw it as a bit of a cynical ploy from the Rajneshis. Oh yeah, right. He bought these people. It's only this like the second time it ever happened. Mm. But you can imagine the state of Oregon saying, "Well, you kind of just bought these people here to vote for you." But yeah. bought if they're part of the community now. Yeah, and they lived there for it, thirty days. Double-edged sword, isn't it? That's the law. It is, I suppose. So, the thing is, rather than stop people voting, so that the non-rational community actually spurred them out into greater numbers. Because they didn't want these these guys taking over their, their county. Mm. That's it. And then that's a springboard then. Might take a few years. Everyone kind of suspected they'd done it as well. They, they didn't know. They couldn't prove it, but... They, yeah, it was obvious. They'd already been, you know, in the eyes of the, the, the American public, they'd call the buying up of antelope a bit sort of... Mm, a bit dodgy, in it? Mm, don't like it. <laughs> Yeah, it's legal, but it's a bit underhanded. Sadly, the, some of the homeless people who moved in didn't really settle well to the life of uh, mm. angry meditation. No. Well, and working 12-hour days, seven days a week. They don't have beer, which they were laced with um, hypisodol, <laughs> which is a powerful <laughs> antipsychotic. But they didn't sort of settle well, because I'm not immune to it. <laughs> Fucking hell. Just and, uh, out. The homeless population at this point nearly outnumbered the Rajneshi population. Could have been a war. Well, yeah, fights and disturbances are breaking out. You've got some guy who's clearly off his tree. I mean, I'm not, I'm not condoning uh, dragging what they people did. out of cars. I'm not condoning what they did about drugging them and stuff. But in a way, they gave more to them homeless people than their own country ever did. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Even some of them did take to yeah. it. Yeah. And they like, fucked it up. In World War yeah. countries, yeah. some of them, you saw these some of these guys getting up on the stage and giving these heartfelt mm-hmm. saying, you know, out there everyone just looked down on me. I come to Rajneesh Piram. Treated as an equal. I'm treated as an equal, I'm given a home, I'm given a chance to work and <coughs> food, and this is the real America. And one guy says that he says, This is the real America, not out there. Mm-hmm. And and some of them it's did. Got a point, I think. Some of them did take extent. to it. But what they did really was they shipped out the troublemakers. 
The guys that couldn't integrate anymore, they had mental health issues, they had drug problems, they had alcohol problems. Yeah, that's not good, is it? No, but they shipped them out. And they literally, the one guy who attacked Sheila had him on the throat, and the doctor turned up and jabbed mm. him in, jabbed him in the... And tried to kill him. With a, the, a, some kind of sedative. Yeah, and a syringe. With a syringe. Uh, and they basically just put him on a bus, drove him to another town, stuck him on a park bench and left him there. Mm. That's what happened <laughs> to a lot of the guys that they didn't want. They got him on the bus and they just dropped him off in towns around Oregon. <laughs> because, you know what, they said they promised him a ticket. Now, the amount that left... Mm. Would have nearly bankrupted the fucking yeah. community they to buy them all a ticket to go home in. You meant the ones to leave. I hadn't thought it through, really. No. A lot of the votes in the commune were turned down because of voter fraud, registering tries twice, or registering the dead to vote. It was a mm. massive failure. So she's let the bag one down big time, eh? Oh, yeah. Big time. In 1985, it's looking like the commune will be disbanded and the Rajnesh will be, uh, the bag one Rajnesh will be kicked out of the country. To treat Sheila, tries one last plan. Not one to give up easily, is she? No. She's going to burn down the offices of the Wasco County Planner. Fucking hell. Didn't work. Within two weeks, offices are back up and running. They drug the water. Didn't work. And what I suspect is it's the levels they're the levels of what they're trying to put in isn't enough. Yeah. And that, that woman was, yeah, all right, she's medically qualified, but she's only a nurse. She's not a doctor. No. Yeah. I think she's getting her levels wrong. Well, it, she's getting something wrong because it didn't work. Oh, yeah, poison? Yeah. <laughs> you're putting all that stuff in and you're like, oh, yeah, but the amount of water in there compared to these four <laughs> drops I just put in. <laughs> and the finances, the finances were slipping at this point big time. I mean, yeah. remember, they sent their own fleet of air. These, these things are like, this is the 80s. They're these big sort of uh, chrome-plated buses mm. that are... Air conditioned, and they've got Rajneesh transport on the side. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it must have cost a fucking. Yeah. But these aren't like you, you, the shitty coaches you have, the shitty buses you have going around no. town. These are luxury coaches. They've spent a lot of money. Spent a, spent a hell of a lot of money. The planes they've got, they've got their own fucking fleet. <laughs> yeah, and you know, so the money's running out. Sheila, for some reason, is given a. I think it's because one of the one of the guys on the board of this company in Australia must have joined and given her his shares. Um, but right. sadly, uh, allegations arose of a drugging shareholders to acquire the stake. <laughs> she will stop at nothing. No. She has fo- got no standards. No. Uh, uh, in a former Rajneesh, she was about to win a 1.7 million lawsuit against them, saying that basically what he'd been promised wasn't what he got. And uh, Sheila sent plainclothes assassins to her hotel Fuck. to take her out. So they failed. You're sending hippies to kill people. <laughs> Never send a hippie to do an assassin's it's job. That, that should be a show motto. Never send a hippie to do an assassin's job. Just never send a hippie. Yeah. To do a job. Never, <laughs> never trust a hippie. They also tried to kill the man who was investigating the the, the, the marriage for visas. Right. That also failed. Fucking hell. They also tried to kill Rajneesh's doctor. <laughs> and his um, his caregiver kind of new kind of well let's say number three but he's, she's pushing for Sheila's job they fail to kill her uh, quite badly and they also <laughs> but they do the doctor they manage to inject him with something they inject him with adrenaline and, yeah, they, 
And he basically, because he's a doctor, feels it go in, mm. realises the effects of the drug because he's a doctor and knows exactly what... He's only been dishing this shit out himself, so he knows exactly what's going on. Goes back, seeks medical attention. Doesn't bother him. He's fine. <laughs> Simple as. But weirdly, they, the reason she justified this one, the two people are looking after the bag one, your spiritual leader, advisor, and father figure, and possible nonce and lover, <laughs> is they promised to help in his proposed assistant suicide. He wanted to die, apparently. Well, hadn't he had some premonition of a, a giant a, earthquake? A giant earthquake striking the mm. San Francisco area. Yeah, he but he'd, he'd been, hadn't he been reading a lot of Nostradamus? Yeah, and I also think yeah. he was saying that to rich people in California to yeah. convince them to sell everything they own, their very yeah. valuable property, of course, and then give him the money and go live on his commune. Yeah, but on a plus side, it's quite cushy for them. <laughs> well, I don't know. Well, they're, they're living in luxury homes. They're not working twelve hours. Oh, the Hollywood, day. the Hollywood oh, yeah, people yeah, yeah. are fine. Mm. And eerily. Um, predictive plan I must say in a way was uh, they're going to load one of their planes with explosives and fly it into the Wasco County planning office well that'd work well yes it would work <laughs> unless the hippie flying the plane oh fuck oh. <laughs> fucking stoner <laughs> crashed it into the ground yeah, instead yeah. he wakes up fucking two hours later on the other side of the states like whoa man fuel is low I fell asleep <laughs> Sheila, I'm sorry, dude. <laughs> so Mission whole, is a fail. The whole death count from all these attempts is a very healthy zero, mm. which we like to hear. They're like yeah. incompetent terrorists, mm. yes. are they not? Or uh, freedom fighters, whatever. Did fuck you mention they tried for. to assassinate the Attorney General? Yes, but that also failed. Yeah. yeah. It is a lot like Om Shinrikyo, isn't it? Mm. It is, but Om Shinrikyo were a lot yeah. more competent. Remember, they had the songs yeah, of white love. But remember all their fucking useless, pathetic attempts before yeah. they actually got it to work with the radio-controlled helicopters. Mm. and You know, they had a, a whole string of calamities. Yeah, but that was the nerdy failed. side. Mm. Remember when the Yakuza attacked them mm. and his private mercenary army, the soldiers of white love, beat mm. off the Yakuza because they're all special forces trained. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they still Some fucked of them were up. pretty competent. They still fucked up a load of bombs though now, before they got it yeah, to work. But if they'd give the job of bombing the trains to those dudes instead of the, the geeky anime nerds, well, they'd have probably done it. Well, Sheila didn't have that option, did she? She did not. And it failed. They did not have mercenaries. Every time. Their finances are extremely depleted and more and more people are leaving. It's become a bit of a ghost town. The Hollywood folk are the first out. It's going to be shit here, isn't it? go back to the hills because they've still got some money remember yeah, they wouldn't give that money they wouldn't give, they, they'll give a size they'll, they'll buy you a present yeah and they'll let you know, the poor people have to give everything yeah, yeah uh, let's at go this point, a movie and hang out with their yeah. listers now at this point Rajnash himself he's got 93 Rolls Royces he's got million dollar jeweled bracelets and watches he's got 11 93 he's got 93 at this point this is towards the end this is the uh, uh, they'll give him a Rolls Royce a Rolls Royce ridiculous he loved Rolls Royces. Oh, did he? He did. He loved them. <laughs> One would never have guessed. Yes. Yeah. He didn't hate them. <laughs> Funny um, if he did. No, he he not, told them, like, his fucking Rolls Royces. <laughs> they just keep giving them 90 me. 90 fucking three of them in the back. <laughs> it's like socks at Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do some live research. So this was 1983, was it not? Yeah. Uh, 
How much did a Rolls Royce oh, no, cost sorry, uh, in 1985. Sorry. I'll start at the voice search again. Sorry. 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 How much did a Rolls Royce cost in 1985? So, leaving 1985 Rolls Royces for sale first. No, I've got the list of what they actually cost in 1985. So, the closest 1985
couple of million dollars worth of jewellery <laughs> and a gun. Uh, he's going to make several stops. He's going to Bermuda. I assume he'll be uh, tax-free. Maybe they'll have an extradition policy. Yeah. But he gets arrested in North Carolina because his plane has to stop to refuel and they're aware he's left. Mm. And they stop him. He's arrested. And to break him, to get him to admit to this, they do a very clever thing where they just basically drag him around the country until they get back to Oregon, making him sleep in prisons. And this is a guy who's accustomed to the finest things mm -hmm. in life. He's not driving his Rolls Royce. He's not. He's off the drugs as well, remember. Shackled. Shackled. He's only his hat on because he's bald head. Mm. Which he always had that hat. Mm. He's always covered. And they just drag him around and it breaks him. And he just, yeah, all right. It's immigration fraud. I think he was quoted as saying, I never want to step foot in this country again. That's right. Whereas previously he was saying, that, oh, I'll never leave America's the land, the greatest land. Mm -hmm. But, hey, you, you should have paid more attention to your forms, to your, again, the downfall of a powerful organisation was the fucking the uh, drugs, administration man. errors. Mm -hmm. I, I think that 10 years, he was off his face. I, I'm a very silence for 10 years. I think he's just fucking taking he was taking stuff and banging chicks. I think the vow of silence was a cop out from not having to deal with his uh, followers and not yeah. to talk to them. I think yeah. he was talking plenty behind closed doors. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know? And can you maintain a vow of silence at the point of ejaculation whilst being <laughs> sucked off by a nubile young hippie lady? He was like giving her all because he's the fucking girl <laughs> and she doesn't want to disappoint him, so she's really going for it. Yeah, I think the Vow of Silence was bullshit, just like pretty much. He's, I don't believe, I think he's a charlatan and a businessman, but I'll save that for the end. Sheila is arrested in Germany, West Germany, and extradited because she gives a magazine piece, mm. sort of spill all thing, and weirdly poses nude for them. <laughs> don't know why. Really? Yeah, she, I missed that part. Yeah, she posed nude in the in the pictures. Yeah. Have you seen these pictures, Ben? I saw them on the Wild Wild Country. Oh, I missed that bit. I'm definitely going to Google them later. Just out oh, right. curiosity. No, right. Okay. <laughs> she has twenty years. And he's let out after two for good behaviour. Then she goes on to move to Switzerland and buys a couple of nursing homes and is ruined them to this day. Murders a couple of husbands. Maybe murders. Well, murders one husband after mm. that because she murdered the first one. Right. Allegedly, she, she, well, she told her other husband who survived, because he was the mayor, wasn't mm. he? he? He stuck with uh, the bad ones at the very end. Did he? Yeah, he was calling an Osho the entire way through World War country, which is what he then renames himself, because he's extradited back to India, mm. or deported back to India, dies in 1990, renamed himself Osho, which is a Japanese for teacher, or something like that, mentor, teacher, I think. His meditation centres are pretty popular, actually. Yeah? They are growing again. People are wearing the red and going in there. I think followers. you had some good points. Yeah. <laughs> it also had some bad points. If my girlfriend told me, like, oh, join this new meditation centre, like, oh, that oh, sounds yeah, like it's that's... good for you, then she comes back a little bit upset. I'm like, what happened during your meditation? <laughs> this man physically grabbed me and, like, gorilla fucked me, like, dry humped me and slapped Grab me my the back of the head. Pulled my hair, screamed Spied in my, in my face, face. <laughs> uh, threw me to the ground, kicked me. Then we started playing some happy music and we all sat around in <laughs> silence. Then we all started dancing and hugging each other. And had sex. 
I said there were some good bits and bad bits. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when it comes to meditation, I think just sitting there quietly going om mm. is cheers, man. I think that's more um, useful than like you know, like I said, the the dry hump gorilla fuck move which I saw in that documentary. <laughs> Holy shit! If we right as wrestling fans, you want it to be like. If it's a bit too rough and a bit too real, you're like, ooh, ooh, that's a bit stiff. That's why I don't like that you know I mean? TNA intergender wrestling yeah, thing no, that I've got like on there. That shit. I don't like intergender wrestling at all. Well, they but used my... to do it like, you know, like the males would fight the males, the females would fight the females, now they've got the females fighting men. Yeah, no, I've seen it indie shows, actual, like just a bloke versus a girl match, and I don't like it because, A, it just ruins the entire illusion. We want to believe, we want to suspend our disbelief, that's the point of it. But anyway, that's a massive tangent. My point was, was if I saw the roughness that I saw in those videos from the meditation sessions in a wrestling match, I would think, I think those two guys are genuinely pissed off. Either yeah, that's a yeah. bit too rough. It's genuine violence, man. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not necessarily punching a guy somebody in the face, but they're throwing each other around, screaming at each other, and yeah, good and bad. Like you said, Mike, good and bad. But <laughs> maybe that was just only a, a certain of... type of the meditation. Maybe the other ones are more peaceful. And you see, guys, with fuck at the end. <laughs> Stick to a bit of bit of tai chi in the park with the old age pensioners. It's a great flyer, isn't it? <laughs> have some meditation have a fuck at the end of it have a great fuck at the end of it it's not a cult depends <laughs> who's in there that. though if it's a bunch of airy arm pitted fucking patchouli selling fucking hippie well we'd have to bet before they came in wouldn't we you know what I mean you'd be like oh god yeah. I finally get to go to an orgy but everyone fucking stinks <laughs> oh, we'll have a clean snatch policy <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's always sunny in Philadelphia we watched that one the other night the orgy yeah where mm. Frank and Dennis got this orgy they got these weird sort of bird masks on, yeah. and like go in there, and there's just all these middle-aged people in their pants. And mm. Dennis is like, "You promised me a private sex party. <laughs> <laughs> this is not this is middle-aged people eating a buffet." Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, uh, where are we now? Are we at the wrapping up stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what are our final thoughts, gentlemen, on this on this banana story? Well. The city part, when they, they build mm. that, is absolutely amazing. Mm. I think that's fantastic. Very impressive. You know, yeah. they build a city that, from yeah. nothing, they turn the desert green, it's all sustainable. Yeah, they're putting in a lot of hard work, but they are reaping the benefits, or somewhat mm. certain. They're getting a, they must be happy with that life. Yeah. This is the golden period of it. Mm. It all goes downhill for me, and I think Sheila's mental health takes <laughs> a massive dive down <laughs> when that hotel is bombed. And that's the turning point in it all. Then she's thinking this is a war mm. and I've got to win it by yeah. any means necessary. And you're taking on the US government. You're taking on the US government. So good luck. Yeah. Only ever in their own country. Them. Yeah. And they're also... How did she even... And remember, I've said that a couple of times. They're, them, they're not only bringing the National Guard to surround Rajneesh mm. Peram and potentially assault it. I mean, yeah, all right, it's not the US Army, but it's more than you've got. You've got 150 people trained to use your firearms. They've got several thousand. I think it might not have escalated as quickly without the bomb, but I think they would have still been frustrated by the bureaucracy. Bureaucracy. Yeah, you know what I mean. I think they'd have still been frustrated by the process of trying to get done what they wanted to get done. And they maybe it might not have escalated to the levels it did, but I think she was always destined to get a bit power hungry Hitlery. and turn it into a war with the local sort of the state 
But it started off as I think genuinely I'm protecting this community that we have built, that I've fucking built, that I've mm. organised, I've fucking two years it took to build that place. Mm. Two years of solid graft. He rocks up on the day it's finished, <laughs> sits in his fucking chair on the hill outside his massive house that he specifically requested, right? And sits on his under his little umbrella. On his chair, he looks out, he does the old fucking praying thing, he gives everyone a smile. Well, well done, mate. That's fucking... <laughs> where's, where's my garage? I've got, I've got 60 Rolls Royces to bring in. And you just fucking busted your arse for yeah. two years? Oh, man, I'd have been... I'd have, I don't get me wrong, but... The, I it think at the beginning, it started well in, in, the, in the ashram. The beliefs were okay. Nothing too dodgy. But then he, he just got power hungry, didn't you he? You know what they he say, Mike? Capitalism. The road to hell is yeah. paved with good intentions. And this does sound like something, basically, let's just sum it up in, in like a phrase exactly like that. This started off like a fucking veritable paradise. I'd have joined her at that point. And then it just all went to shit very quickly. I wouldn't, fucking hippies. I don't know, the free love. I'd like to see what would happen if they hadn't had any resistance. I think that was just allowed to be. If they just let them get on with it, yeah. they just they just expanded it. They had this town in the desert. Yeah, but the thing is, they had that ranch. It only had so much square yeah. meters. Then they'd have had to apply to buy more, which they'd have already done because no one's they just done it legally. Oh, we want to buy this extra thirty thousand acres to expand. Yeah, okay. Here's the money. This is the money. This is the price. Give us the money. Done. But maybe they wouldn't have wanted to expand that much. Well, I think, I think it was because they the, were being attacked. They were on the offensive, didn't they? They said, yeah. look, fine, we'll take over the state. Did you see that bit where they, they'd been accused of doing the Salmer thing and they, they pulled the, the, doc, the, the nurse lady out, uh, Puma, mm. and she's like, yeah, we, we're going to infect Oregon and we're going to infect the, sta- infect the county. Yeah, we'll infect the state. We'll infect the United States. We'll infect the world with love and happiness. Everyone's mm. like, oh my God, you've just been accused of biochemically, att- mm. biochemically attacking people mm. and you're using the words, yes, we'll infect this community. Yeah. Oh. Remember that? <laughs> yeah. Oh, great. Such, oh. But no, I think we can sum it up and just say they started off with really good intentions. They got attacked. They had the wrong person in charge who quickly became drug dependent and made some very bad decisions and some sort of, and made life a bit shit for everybody. Well, I've got another good quote for you that I think applies to this. That comes from, as I said to the boys off mic, today, just before I did the pod, I watched for the first time Jurassic Park 3 from 2001. And I believe Dr. Grant says, because the young guy steals the eggs, the raptor eggs, and he's justifying it to Alan Grant, like, you know, I did it with the best of intentions. It was, you know, we could sell these and fund our research for years. And Dr. Grant says, some of the most evil things imaginable were done with the best of intentions. So I think that's pretty sums it up. Yeah. If you think you're in the right, as far as you're concerned, you're in the right, aren't you? And you'll yeah. do, you'll order the uterus of a, of a woman who wanted to leave to be removed in her sleep. I will say though, I don't know how I'd never heard of this until I'd watched the documentary. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's another thing. That's absolutely. Someone's really covered it up. It's not one of the famous. It's not the Mandela effect, is it? Nah. <laughs> I think it's, you know what I think it comes yeah. down to? Nobody died. Yeah. 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 You're right. If it bleeds, it leads. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Nobody. Yeah. Um, Coming right. just a few years. It's Jonestown, everyone yeah. knows about. Less than 10 years after Jonestown, 
Which was... We're talking 78 Jonestown, maybe that's... So yeah, he's five years after. Yeah. It's in recent living... Yeah, I just think nobody died, so it's not as sexy. Mm. But when you get into the details of it, plus maybe, maybe it's not the sort of thing... You don't want to talk about how some private citizens can take over the police. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I just think it's not as, it's not that sexy a story from the outside. But when you get into the finer details, it's fucking bananas. <laughs> <laughs> bananas, man. So, I mean, yeah. They could have taken over the county. I think with better better planning and mm. not trying to cheat as much, like registering the dead people and registering twice, yeah. twice registering yourselves twice, you could have won it. Mm. Well, they're gonna win it. They're gonna win it legit. I think the lesson we can all learn from this is: if you try and live outside the box, the government will smash you. So yeah. you might as well just. There's only one way you leave this colony, and that's in a body bag. You don't get to just start a new way of life. Are you mental? The government won't have that. Yeah. So just be a good ant and do as you're told. So, <laughs> should we do something funny? <laughs> all right. So uh, let's end on some weird news and a bit of fun, Alex. Let's get the boys' views on this week's weird news. So, uh, what's first in the weird news, Mike? Woman constantly told she looks younger than she is and says it's thanks to fairies. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) A woman who says she's constantly told she looks much younger than she actually is says mythical magic is the key to her youthful looks. Flavia Peters has believed in fairies and leprechauns since she was a little girl and now she says she can communicate with angels. This woman's clearly insane. Why is this in the fucking news? (laughs) Good point. Where's this from? The mirror? Yeah. Well... She was bullied about her release at school. <laughs> so decided, <laughs> so the character building so decided to ignore her sightings. But now she's fully embracing uh, it again and is determined to try and use her skills to help other people. She holds regular workshops during which she teaches people how to connect to the fairy realm, <laughs> as well as casting spells to help them with anything they're lacking in life, from luck to love. <laughs> She says, I'm 50 now, though much older than fairy is. (laughs) (laughs) People always tell me I look younger, and I'm sure it's because I work with fairy energy. Like me, fairies are old souls, but appear much younger. I call it their fairy glamour. Well, for any female listeners, I think we've discovered here... The secret to looking younger Hang on. is to have no fucking grip on reality <laughs> whatsoever. I'll take this out and read a view. There's got to be a picture of her. Come on. Carry on, girls. But that's it. Obviously, she looks young because she's a fucking lunatic. Is there a picture? She's completely carefree. There's got to be a picture of her. She's actually quite hot. She doesn't look 50. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> so ah you're bust. cynical ways now you're actually, believing actually, yeah she does now you're believing in the fairies no no she, <laughs> does, she does look 50 and yeah. based on the background it looks like she's a trader at festivals um, yeah she's, so yeah I've got something in common with her I used to do that so yeah we could vibe me and her as long as she doesn't start talking about fucking fairies She's going to. Yeah. That's pretty much all she's going to. I'm going to tell, I'll do it. Every time you mention fairies, I'm going to hit the crack pipe. She's going to join you. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, 
Well, good luck to her. Yeah, I, I'm literally speechless. I don't know. She got a fucking 250 quid in her story in the paper, didn't she? Good luck to you. Mm-hmm. Boosted your uh, festival shop a little bit. Yeah. What's it called? Fairyland. Probably. Ugh. Next yeah. up, we've got a headline from the Sunday Sport, I found. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Back to the Sunday Sport. Over. Wow. Monkey bummed by Ghost of Jacko is hooked on internet bingo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the sub-headline. He's ran up huge gambling debts because of that bastard's <laughs> bumming ghost. Uh, Hang on, the Sunday Sport costs a quid? <laughs> I think it does, yeah. Used to be like 30p. <laughs> I like the Facebook comments somebody has put. I always said you can't trust fucking Northern Monkeys. <laughs> <laughs> How many more victims? (laughs) (laughs) How does he know his monkey was bummed by Jacko's ghost? And how does he know that's directly related to the monkey's gambling? Uh, uh, Can we zoom in? I want to read the article now. (laughs) I don't know if we can, can we? We're not that technically gifted. Just Google it, guys. For you at home, do you want me to get close? Why is he hooked on internet bingo? The why is a ghost bumming? Okay, hooked on internet bingo. That's the mystery. Yeah, it is a lot of mystery. I now, for the listener, have my face like inches away from the screen. When he was alive, pup pedophile Michael Jackson <laughs> preyed on young boys. In death, his ghost took to bumming innocent little monkeys. And today we can report the very real cost to his simian victim's mental health. For monkey fan Steve Gibson's primate pal, Lucius, has been reduced to a gibbering wreck, hopelessly addicted to online bingo. Steve bought Lucius from a traveller four years ago and spent months ridding the the macaque of his viler habits. But after being bumped up his little monkey ass by the unquiet spirit of Jackson... Is this... That's got to be a real article. Lucius was a changed creature. Steve of Leek, Staffordshire, shuddered. I read in the Sunday Sport that there were cases of monkeys in captivity being bummed by Michael Jackson's ghost, but I never thought it would happen to my poor Lucius. One night it did, and it's changed him forever. First he was just quiet, and he went off his bananas. (laughs) 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 Then I secretly found out he was playing on... No, then I found out he was secretly playing online bingo for cash. Obviously, being a monkey, he had no money of his own, so he ran up huge debts in my name. I've bailed him out three times now <laughs> to the tune of more than 80 quid a pup. That's a huge amount for a ruddy monkey. Naturally, I'm angry, but I don't blame Lucius. He's only become addicted to online bingo because the ghost of Michael Jackson bummed him. Dead or not, I hate that bastard Jackson and all those mad fans who defend him are metaphorically bumming my little Lucius all over again. The sick fuckers. Did you say fuckers? It says fuckers, but it's starred out. 
in two, 2013, Sunday Sport was the first British newspaper to report news that the ghost of thriller nonce Jackson was bumming monkeys. I'm going to guarantee that they were the only paper who reported that as well. We, we told how the hit parade pervert spirit had bummed a monkey belonging to Brian Close of Crew Cheshire. Well, fuck me. I'm going to say the lady doth protest too much. I think he bummed the monkey and brought the gambling debt. I miss that newspaper. <laughs> you know what? From now on, I'm, I'm going down the shop on a Sunday. I'm going to buy the Sunday sport. Yeah, I'm going to buy, I'm gonna buy it. We'll bring the section back. And we'll, we'll bring yeah. it back. And we, we should support the Sunday oh, sport. Do you know what I saw? I was in the shop the other day. Oh, I nice saw God. a bloke buying a porn mag. <laughs> the poor bastard. Genuinely, this old boy, he took some off the top shelf. He was ahead of me in a queue. Mm. Right? And he held it, like, barcode facing the lady. Not that mm. no one bought that. And I was like, did he just buy a porn mag? Mm-hmm. And she's like, yeah, yeah, he comes in every week, buys one. Well, it's seven quid now. She's so expensive. Yeah. Fucking hell, Wi-Fi connection's cheaper than that, you said. That's, that's what I said. I said, well, doesn't he get the internet? <laughs> Genuinely not think anyone bought it. Someone got a collectible now. Ben held out his hairy palms and said, doesn't he get the internet, the poor bastard? <laughs> <laughs> don't need to, don't need to, I shave mine. <laughs> I don't need to either, but don't try telling me you don't still watch the porn. Oh, yeah. Of course, see? Look, <laughs> you're trying to kid. <laughs> What were we talking about? I don't know. Monkeys get oh, yeah. bummed by the ghost of Michael Jackson. It's quite a, a homophobic article, really, isn't it? The language used is... Um, what is the Sunday fucking sport? Just because it says bums, that's not homophobic. That's the opposite of homophobic. I think it's quite anti-LGBT. Bumming is definitely not anti-LGBT. That's what they want. I'm being millennial now. I'm on their side. Fuck off. <laughs> Although now, I've found out it's LGBTQIA. A? I don't know what they stand for, but there is two extra letters at the end, I and A. Okay. I've only just got the angle of the fucking first one. It's just going to be getting longer and longer and longer. It's ridiculous. But well, anyway, uh, if you've got a monkey... Be careful. Yeah. Put a chastity belt on him. Don't let, don't let Michael Jackson's ghost... Get a little Jackson's monkey ghost. chastity belt. That's my advice. Don't let Michael Jackson's ghost bum him. Oh, I don't let him have internet access. <laughs> I, to be honest, I think this story might be true because there are three pictures with the article. One is the man, and it's captioned "Happier Times," Steve with Lucius, the man and his monkey. The second picture is Michael Jackson with Bubbles, has his arms around him, proof that he fucks monkeys. Apparently so. Then the third picture is the monkey in front of a laptop, proof that the monkey went on a laptop. So I actually a monkey think... looking sad in front of a laptop. Exactly, because he just lost 80 quid. <laughs> oh, bingo! <laughs> yeah. Fantastic. Seesaws installed at US border walls so American and Mexican children can play together. Aww. They better not go too high, though. It's like, ah, oh, you're on my side now, just shoot his face. <laughs> Yeah, imagine if you were some scorned little three-year-old little Mexican toddler, and this like really fat American yeah, seven-year-old gets up, he just jumps up, he comes straight back over the wall. It's flung over, lands in a heap, and then a border guard executes him. Oh man! 
Carry on playing with your seesaw, kids. Well, what went from a really heartwarming yeah. tale turned into tragedy? Yeah. <laughs> well, it is America. So what does it say, Mike? Seesaws have been installed at the border wall between US and Mexico to allow American and Mexican children to play together. Aww. The bright pink installations were set up along the border fence between Sunland Park in New Mexico and Ciudad Juarez in Mexico. The seesaws created a literal fulcrum for US-Mexico relations, according to the inventors Ronald Reel from the University of California in Berkeley. Oh, that's nice. That's it, really. Well, well, and as of course that scenario happens, we talked about it a second ago. That happens, and it's also. I just good. thought it was a nice story. Yeah, yeah, it's a nice, for once, a nice, happy, yeah. an olive, an olive branch, a seesaw shaped olive branch. You can play on it, but you still better not come over this the kids side, little suffer. fucking cunts. Is essentially what they're saying, though, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Enjoy your seesaw, but don't fucking cut. Don't know. You sit on that end. <laughs> <laughs> no, play nicely. But yeah, it's a happy story. So, does that conclude the weird news for this week? Mm-hmm. Yep. For Alex, then. Let's do it. So, for Alex, the favourite game show in this flat. Basically, Mike finds us a couple of clips and some random weirdos and then pits him against the arch saint of insanity himself, Alex Jones. Because remember, sorry to go a little bit, Alex. Mm. Quarter Alex. Half Alex. Three quarters Alex on a train. Mm. But never go full Alex. Were you trying to get crazy with this thing? Don't you know I'm loco? First, Mark Taylor and Chris Donald Ooh. both assert that Tom Hanks is a paedophile. Oh, this is oh, the God. firefighter prophet, yep. Mark Taylor. Leave Tom alone. Remember the Leave Britney Alone guy. Do you remember when we did QAnon mm-hmm. and like one of the things was that Tom Hanks is a paedophile and he said, if you type in Tom Hanks into YouTube, it first like five or ten hits will be Tom Hanks is a paedophile and I did it and it didn't go up with that. <laughs> No, it would be like top ten Tom Hanks performances. Yeah, yeah, uh, it was. Yeah, <laughs> it's exactly that. Yeah. yeah, Wilson, I think, was maybe maybe the top one. <laughs> mm. Well, let's hear what the. Isn't this fucking the prophet himself? Has to say, oh god. <laughs> one thing that happened was was with the Disney cruise lines, and we all know that Disney is one of the most sick organizations in this country. They target children. Uh, they have become really a, a haven. Their hierarchy, the executives for transgenderism, homosexuality, lesbianism, I mean, they, uh, and pedophilia, and they, they, have, they, have, they have sunk to a level that people that put any money in Disney World should be ashamed of themselves because, look, folks, this is not a family organization. No. And Walt Disney was not a family man. We, there's things coming out about Walt Disney right now that would make your hair curl if you do your research. He was a very third degree mason. Third, third degree mason. And, and no coincidence that Disneyland is built on the 33rd degree latitude or something like that out there. <laughs> Research it. Search it out. And it's also not by mistake that when the movie came out, Saving Mr. Banks came out, which was basically it had to do with Walt Disney, that none other than Tom Hanks was the one to play Walt Disney. And Tom Hanks has his own little issue right now with questions of pedophilia and trafficking surrounding him. Now, um... Disney had a cruise line ship here recently that you found out that went, of all places, near Epstein Island. 
And uh, talk to us a little bit about that. I thought I found that very intriguing. Well, Q dropped that. Q, Q dropped confirmed it. that. Q confirmed that. Now, you, you can't take a cruise ship to Little St. James because it's too small, but that St. Thomas over there, I think, has got ports. And they were moving, you know, boats, uh, you know, whatever it was, over to uh, that island. But here's the thing with, with Disney Cruise Line. Look, I, I want to I put this caution out for people. Disney World, uh, Walt Disney built uh, over here in Central Florida in Orlando, all right? Now, I've been to Disney even as a kid. I went to Disney. Everybody thinks it's always so innocent, this, that, and the other. Well, now that we're finding out, guys, for years, Disney's not innocent. There's a reason why uh, you don't want your kids watching any Disney programming, because that's why it's called programming, okay? Programs, because they're programming your kids. It may look so innocent. Trust me, it's not. There's frequencies in there. There's uh, uh, pedophilia stuff in there. There's, uh, I mean, whatever. I mean, there's just nasty. Look, don't go to Disney, guys. Don't take your kids to Disney. If you're a godly man or woman, nobody should be walking on that property with their family and trying to enjoy the summer for, for the day, okay? It's it just because, I mean, there's just too much going on over there. They, they get kids disappear all the time, Chris. Uh, the Disney Cruise Line, I even tweeted out, I said, now that Q has confirmed Disney Cruise Lines in Epstein Island, I would encourage the Anons to dig on Castaway Key. Tom Hanks filmed Splash there. It is also an old airstrip that drug runners used to use. No coincidences. Now, Disney has their own island. It's a thousand acre island, but they only leased like 55 acres of it. I believe the airstrip, uh, it, it, they don't own the airstrip, but the airstrip is there, guys. This is not, not a coincidence. Uh, you know, there's other, uh, he filmed, um, what was the movie Tom Hanks filmed? There was another island, uh, Castaway. No, Castaway. Castaway. Castaway, yeah. Was it Castaway that was the name of the movie? Yeah. Well, that was, that was on what, Fiji Islands or something like that? I think that one was filmed. So, yeah. I mean, again, Anywhere Tom Hanks has been, it's already suspect at this point, because we know this guy's history. <laughs> he sounded remarkably uninformed from a man trying to put his point, his theory across. Was of, uh, what was that again? Uh, yeah, um, what was that called? Did he do your fucking own research, you daft prick? No, he doesn't have to, because then he does like what we do, and he starts saying, uh, do, yeah. you do your research, you, you do the research. But that's what we do. <laughs> We're not making fucking money out of this, like um, this cunt. I mean... I'm with him. I was with him up to, you know, the head of Disney. He was a 30, 33rd degree mason, wasn't he? Well, he's a bit dodgy, don't want him what Disney yeah. wasn't even a fucking fascist. Yeah. And certainly a harboured uh, Nazi views. And I have seen them hidden sort of like cocks and things in Disney films. You know how much you like is put in and how much you know, that's got to be, hasn't you? You watch it on YouTube. Yeah, but that's a rogue animated. Yeah, I know. It's not Walt Disney himself. But what, but, yeah. But, you know... Yeah, but you're watching that on, like, YouTube, some guy could have just fucking spliced that in for you, know? Unless you go back to the original copy and watch the film. Well, okay, quite this possibly, is a... quite possibly. I'm but... just Googling, trying to find what he said about Disneyland being on the 33rd latitude or something. Mm. All that's coming up is a book called The 33rd Latitude, Key to the Kingdom. Could be about Disneyland. There's something about latitude 33 and Disney overall. Well, this could be an episode in future. Possibly. But just because Tom Hanks played Walt Disney <laughs> in an animated film makes him a paedophile. Oh, and he went to Fiji, you know, yeah. so they filmed, they filmed Castaway that he didn't know the fucking title of. He's trying to convince me that his fucking prophet is real. He can't even name the bastard film. And he's like, oh, yeah. Um, no, what was it called? Uh, Castaway, yeah, yeah. They sounded like a pair of morons, didn't they? Yeah. Right, who's next? Next up, Tiffany Fitzhenry 
says country songs contain spells and musical scales that change your DNA. Country wow. songs? Yeah, I love I'd country thought, music. I'd have thought the right wing would have loved a good country song. Yeah. That's probably why she's going to get executed. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even, I haven't even heard of her. She's a newcomer, isn't she? Tiffany Fitzhenry. Yeah. First time on Shame, the show. Because she's hot. We're being programmed, like I said before, and so I won't say where I've, where I've been doing some editing, but I've been uh, doing some editing at a place where a country music star uh, owns this facility. And so the folks there who work with this person were showing me lists of words that they get. And this is a massive, massive country music star. There are lists of words that they get that they have to put these words, certain words, into their songs. This is, these are spells. Wow. This is, we are being, you know, and if you've ever wondered, why does every country music song mention alcohol, whiskey? Um, I mean, I think there was a study done that said 90% of country music songs in some form or fashion mention or make reference to, if not outright, the, you know, drinking. And, you know, there, there is then a great illusion put over us and music is so powerful it is so powerful and the people need to really understand that uh, you know it's like you go back to when the when the music scale was changed cool. right do you know about this how the music scale tell us about tell us about well there's a frequency that is sort of the god frequency and then there's frequency that's sort of just off from that Back, I think in the 20s or 30s, it was a Rockefeller or Rothschild designed system that became our scale of modern music. And it's, it's off from the real resonance that it's just a scale down. So we don't realize it, but all of our music is tainted in this way. Um, and sound you know, it has a powerful influence and a powerful effect on our bodies, on our minds. We're 75% water. And so when you, you know, when something reverberates, Fucking hell. it changes your yeah. DNA. Changes your DNA. <laughs> <laughs> now, I do believe there's something to the idea of getting ideas into the population through pop music. Of course. However, I don't take anything she says seriously. It's not because she's a woman or anything like that. It's because she's very ill-informed. She's like, or not just not very good at talking, um, you know. So you know, it's like, no, you didn't. You're not saying anything. She she'll say a big qualifying statement like, it changes. You. There's this frequency. Oh, what's the frequency? The God frequency. Got the God frequency. And then and then our frequency is just a bit off. Oh, could you explain that to me in technical terms? Like, you know, she couldn't be able to do it. She hasn't got a fucking clue what she's to do it. babbling about. And the rock, Rockefellers or the Rothschilds mm. move the scales down. Which I have heard one? this. Have you heard this theory? No. I've heard it. Have you heard it? The, so oh, oh, which one? It. Which one? The Rockefellers or the Rothschilds? Tell mm. me. Because okay. I can't she remember which one myself. Apparently somebody somewhere in the 30s changed the scale of all the music. Right. To a different scale. I don't know how to... I'm just saying that I've heard that as a conspiracy. But aren't there only so many... Like, so Doesn't mean it's true, though. Yeah. <laughs> there are only so many, like... I don't fucking you know. know. I'm not a musician. Oh. I don't really understand it. Do re me far so long, whatever. It's like in Red Dwarf, like, you can't just invent a new note, Harley. 
You know what I mean? Stick a new note on it. <laughs> <laughs> have to have extra big basses. And <laughs> Triangles with four sides. Women will have to be banned from playing the cello. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I don't know. I think she's just like guys before, just just babbling out of her arse and not that well informed. A bit like me, but I'm not on these programmes being interviewed, like telling you what's what. I'm just on here on our show, openly admitting that I'm just spouting whatever comes into my mind. I'm pontificating. Pontificating away, sir. Yeah, but she... No. Nuts. Alright, what's Alex got then? Alex Jones the... warns of AI combat robots. Wow. Works for me. Let's get into the geopolitical news, because I've got about six or seven articles here that all tie into each other when you're geopolitically uh, literate. The general public thinks geopolitics is boring. That's why most college graduates can't tell you the three branches of government domestically, and they can't tell you the seven continents. And it's it's, it's but they can tell you baseball scores or football scores or NBA scores. It's not because they're even stupid. They were brought up learning how to fill their mind with tripe. It's much more interesting to know the different types of nuclear weapons. It's much more interesting to understand the history of the Russians or the Chinese or the Americans. It's fascinating. Why can't you build Plus, like it makes you successful and informative. Yeah. I've talked to U.S. ambassadors to different countries. I've talked to top generals. I've talked to insurance company heads. I've talked to rocket scientists. And they'll always be amazed at my general knowledge <laughs> in their field. And they're shocked and they'll say, well, my own engineers don't know this much stuff. And I'm somebody, <laughs> folks, who can't even hardly spell. But I can certainly learn how things work and how they interconnect because it's fascinating. I'm sure I could have become a football fan expert and tell you the sports scores from 1976 or what happened in the 1984 Super Bowl or what happened this year in the Super Bowl, but you know what? I don't want to know the jockstrap size of some arrogant roidhead punk. <laughs> Sorry, just not into it. But I do want to know about space probes landing on comets. I'm into really neat stuff. You can say, hey, I'm a weirdo. Well, that's fine. Being informed, knowing known liars is a little weird. Back when this country was founded, people were into speaking five, six languages and not being conned and being informed and being ready to fight. They were called the greatest people ever by foreign historians in France and England and you name it. Now we're known as the dumbest, knuckle-dragging, stupid, most unhealthy people in the world because the globalists did a job on us. Plus, we were so prosperous, our ancestors gave us so much wealth, we became a bunch of spoiled, rotten punks that think just acting trendy and like we don't care about anything and being big slackers is cool. Not caring is cool. Not caring is not existing. You're dead already. That's what Bill Joyce said. They said, look, these aren't people anymore anyways. The only question is there's going to be a lot of moral people who don't want to be slaves who are going to fight the technocracy. And that's what the combat robots are going to be for. And the surveillance grid and the predictive systems to know when you're going to stand up. When you look around and see half the kids on your block with autism and a third of the people with cancer. And you know, you read all the do government documents, how they're doing it by design and laughing at us. And oh no, we've got to be mopped up, huh? We don't want to wear different colored socks and have little beards and... You know, act trendy and shuffle around, have our girlfriends boss us around. We're called men. And the world doesn't need us anymore, we're told. It's the end of the age of men. We'll see about that. Because when the men in the system find out they're not going to be brought into this new world order either, when they find out it's a centralized 
spiritual takeover via machines by a group of adepts, Luciferians on the inside, and that it's the end of humanity as we know it because the devil wants to play God and have a new creation. When the elite find out they're going to be cut off, there's going to be some major resistance. And it's an info war, ladies and gentlemen, and reality is so much stranger than fiction. But let's get into what's currently happening. <laughs> I believe every fucking word. Yeah, me said. too. It's like, wow. I honestly do. Yeah, I'm not so much into the fucking whole, I'm a man. Oh, uh, well, yeah. Up, up until sort of the. Um, but the whole. The, hey, let's, let's not learn about who's at the beast jockstrap, let's learn about history. Yeah, yeah. You know, I agree you know, with all that. I also agree that they fill our minds with tripe and yeah, school yeah, that we never yeah. need in future. Trigonometry. The AI robots and the surveillance. Remember, did you see the footage I shared with you gentlemen from the protests in China? Yes. You, uh, for the listener, I don't know what they're protesting about, I haven't looked into it, I just saw this clip of, did you see it Mike? Basically, it's shot from the end of the street where the police are and there's just all these fucking beams, the different coloured yeah, laser beams yeah. flying towards and it's to fuck with the facial recognition, recognition yeah. technology. So, you know, that's what I'm saying. That's what he was saying. The AI robots and the, the recognition technology, you won't be able to step out of line or there'll be a drone right yeah. there. <laughs> Citizen number 3175, oh, pick up your cigarette butt. <laughs> like in, um, oh shit, Buddy Piper, they live. Yeah, they live, exactly. Steps out of line, the drone's there. So I think a lot of what he said there there's some truth to it. The Luciferian evil, you know, we've, we've covered that. Mm -hmm, the satanic mm -hmm. rituals of the elite. Fucking weirdos. Drinking the children's blood. I don't think Alex is that crazy this week. Yeah, you're, yeah, you're very right. Yeah. We've got to think about this. So the first... I think Tom Hanks being a pedo is the craziest thing that's been said tonight on this game show. Yeah, because she, she wasn't very convinced. Well, yeah. Neither of them are very convincing. That's yeah. the issue I have. They didn't have very much information, did no, they? No, there's like ums and ahs. It was yeah. kind of like us doing something... I think we were better. We're better than them. Yeah, we're better than them. So, I suppose, first time winner, oh, Mark right. Taylor, in my opinion. Yeah, I'm going to go for that. Um, she just had nothing. He's got nothing as well, but he's saying more crazy shit than... Mm. I would have gone for her. I mean, we, well, the thing is, we know she that because happens. she says that music can change your DNA. <laughs> yeah, but some, some female Fox News are saying that television's doing that. But she's Fox News level. In her defence, though, you could then say music changes your mood. Mm. So is it changing your chemistry? Is that your DNA, your brain chemistry? I don't think it is, is it? No. But it's also what she's saying is just some new agey shit. People have been saying this like new age spiritualists for years. Yeah. We're seventy five percent water, man, and you can affect you know like. By In fact, she said ninety percent of country music sings about alcohol. Mm. As if that's some kind of spell. Because some people, <laughs> because people like drinking and listen but to country music. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know they? I like sit in a bar, listen to a bloke on an acoustic singing a country song. It's about drinking, yeah. so they drink more. It's not that someone's gone. You have to put your drinking whiskey uh, in that fucking there's, song. There's ninety words I want you to put into this song, yeah. and they all involve booze. Cause I got friends in low places. Come on. When the whiskey uh, drowns and the beer chases. Oh, fucking hell. It's a Johnny Cash song. Sunday morning coming down. Sunday morning. Wait, he didn't write it, but he did a fucking good video. Yeah, uh, pour some beer on my breakfast uh, and I had no, for dessert. The, the beer I had for breakfast wasn't bad, so I had one more That's for it. dessert. That's it, yeah. I headed to the closet and found my cleanest dirty shirt. Yeah? <laughs> yeah, great song. But 
there are the new the new age people that claim there's a study that they always fucking it's been I think we might have covered it on the show but I think it's been debunked where they reckon that you could change the molecular state of water by playing different frequencies and sounds to it so they then use that to claim that see you can change your own body and mind with sound and vibration and frequency uh, it's hippie new age like it's not that conspiratorial it's boring that's why I don't think she's that mad that's why I'm going to go with calling Tom yeah. Hanks a pedo because okay. he's not he's Tom Hanks they win then and as of course in a few months we're all he's a he's an episode uh, yeah. <laughs> we're about yeah. to massively retract yeah, this I episode I might have to backtrack big time or yeah. you might just have to I delete it I always knew he was I always knew he was if he turns out to be I always knew he was but he's not it's Tom so. well, I can't prove that Tom Hanks yeah. isn't a pedo but I can hey. pretty much prove through science that mm. music can't change your DNA. That's that's my thought. That's what I'm going. And also, let's face it. Oh man, he's, he's, Tom Hanks has got like Savile-esque cover, in a way, hasn't he? Well, like, because we all thought he's everyone like, thinks Savile's a fucking saint. Everyone thinks Tom Hanks is a saint. Who like knows? America's friendly uncle, but he's yeah. a bit too friendly. Yeah. Uncle. There was this one time at a party. <laughs> he had a few <laughs> shandies, <laughs> and old Tom put his arm around me bit too low <laughs> that's my penis time <laughs> please get off my penis <laughs> Wilson <laughs> it's not Wilson <laughs> yeah no it's not Tom so we're going with uh, Mark Taylor then yeah, yeah. Right, first time winner I think I don't think he's won before possibly not he's been a contender he's always a contender he's always yeah. he's fucking insane <laughs> that's why he features on the show let's wrap it up then in conclusion Rajanesh's started off good, got bad. There you go. That <laughs> wraps it. up quite eloquently. No, so I've been Ben. Don't drink the flavour aid and don't join a call. I've been Gaz. Please subscribe to Sewage Pipe Gaming on YouTube and Solar Warden Music on YouTube and Apocalypse Bull on YouTube and I'll be eternally grateful and also while you're there, free Biff Tannen. Goodbye. I've been Mike. Thanks for listening. Peace out. May the force be with you. I want to mm. see how the Jedi course is going. How is that going? Still the same. <laughs> no. question two. It's a start. Just start. You started. That's it. You'll be a master in no time. Yeah. That's, That's the part. That's the part. <laughs>